buried. Vince is muted. He shouldn't be. Vince, say something. Hello. No, no, Hello. Vince ain't muted. What are What are you talking about? Don't a- come on now. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, yeah. There we go. There we. No robes or wizard hat. I couldn't find them. I couldn't find them. Uh, they were at the dry cleaners. Um, <laughs> Vince and Meth best night ever well you basically get a double dose of vince plus meth now for like in one week week span effectively because you got warhammer weekly last week plus this week you get uh you get you get the vince and meth show so press the digitation best spell in dungeons and dragons you can at me at mr underscore meph <laughs> so checking showing up showing out i see we get a thousand rdp dropped already take over mars Reminding everyone, Jack Gang ain't nothing to mess with. SJ Arcade, reminding everyone that flats are best part of Hot Wing. Big chat gang energy. Yeah, I agree. And uh, Take Over Mars, Tier 1 sub. 15 years. Best 15 years of my life. 10 out of 10, highly recommend. Thank you so much for the support. Um, I'm just going to get right into it. I, I think the banter will come naturally over the, course of the, or over the course of the show. I am, of course, the magical Mr. Mephisto, your loquacious Lich King, the most dangerous man in Age of Sigmar. I'm joined tonight by the one and only Vince Venturella. How's it going, man? Oh, man. Good. Yeah, yeah, good, good, good. And we are we got like a, a spicy show for you. Not only are we going to teach you the ways of, of magic items for fun and friendship, uh, how to have better magic items and like, you know, I guess our thoughts on broadly games, but certainly focused on Age of Sigmar. I've got a list of three items I would... I would make for Age of Sigmar. I think you've got a okay. an idea of some 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 items you might make, um, and uh, and 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 we'll 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 really kind of get into that sort of like from the theory craft sort of side of things, our own personal ethos, which I assure you are probably going to vary a little bit. Um, what with the jo- the Johnny Timmy the Johnny versus Timmy here, but uh, sure. <laughs> uh, but hopefully you'll come out of it with like a broad broad and heightened perspective and have some really good like. Uh, really good basis to work with. Uh, but the first part of the show, we can't not talk about the FAQ. Like, you can't have Vince and Mef on the same show the same day the FAQ drops and not talk about it. That's just... Yeah. I would be irresponsible if we didn't talk about it. Yeah, I don't normally tweet about rules, but I did today. So, I mean, that should tell you everything you need to know. I, uh... uh... <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a separate private chat, I took... Uh, I took... Uh, responsibility i took uh what's the word i'm thinking of here i i took credit for you tweeting that because it was like in our conversation on the side like i said one like sort of like snarky quip and then like it was just like vince <laughs> in rare form like his power levels over nine thousand take like it was pretty amazing um i mean it's look i don't want to ever attack the people who are behind it and mm-hmm. i don't want to ever be like the kind of person who is sort of like aggressively negative in right. a hurtful way. Right. You know, so I, I'm not going to get on there on Twitter and, and, and toxify the whole place or have takes like Tom used to have. I mean, mm-hmm. no offense to Tom. I love him, but you know, he was a, he leaned into all the worst aspects of Twitter, mm-hmm. but I do feel it's... like I've sometimes you got to come on and spit some truth. It's true. And like, you know, it was just a, it was a bad thing. Like it was a, it was a truly terrible set of wording. It was uh, lightly considered, clearly, 
was not given the appropriate attention. My guess is it never went through the playtesters because I know they use those for the FAQ. My guess is it was a last minute edition. It reads like a last minute edition. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things that like, I don't know it to be true, but I know it to be true. You know, that suddenly they were just like, oh, and also let's do this. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And they just didn't consider the implications because uh, of any of a host of reasons. Like, I, I don't I don't, I don't want to guess at what the, the reasons behind that were. But what I can say is that someone didn't think it through. Well, I mean, you're referring to the tweet, but I think you got to be specific what you're what we're talking about here. For, for sure. OK, so, yeah, let's let's get into the FAQ. You want to just start grab bagging this, like grab some items. Yeah, grab some 40,000 foot view. Here we go. High level. Cleaned up a lot of stuff, most of it completely non-controversial, fine, apropos. No way it was worth waiting seven weeks for. Right. I could have banged most of that out in a week. I don't know what they were doing. Well, I, I think even was... most tournaments were running with a lot of the assumed stuff we got in the FAQ. Because it was just, it was kind of like a lot of slam dunk, like, yeah, obviously this works this way. Yeah. So continue, continue. Yeah, I completely agree. Like, so much of this was just layups. Right. Like just just layups. So I don't know what was going on. I don't know what we were having a long considered seven week discussion on because they didn't do any big changes. Right. Right. If it would have come out, if they would have launched this in seven weeks after the thing and it would have had like adjustments to GoTrek and Marathi and Archeon in a bigger way, if it would have fixed save stacking. If, you know, like if they really would have attacked some of what I see as the core issues mm -hmm. right now that are the proud nails of an otherwise fantastic edition. Right. I really do believe that. Like I've had more fun in 3.0 than I've had in any other edition so far. Yeah, yeah. There are some proud nails that are, man, they will catch your your toe, right? Yeah, they're just sticking out there like you can. Like yeah, they are just bent way yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. And like if they had come out and fixed all that. I would have been like, okay, I get it. You took seven weeks because you made a measured decision and I would have been fine with it, but they didn't do any of that. Yeah. They didn't do any of that. Yeah. They, they, they put in the layups, which are fine and necessary and all good. And like, great. We added some more elite units. Okay. <laughs> sure. Why not, man? Yeah. No, I it, just keep driving down this road. We fixed like half of the ones I thought were weird that they didn't get elite. So yeah. Better than none. Yeah. Uh, no, so going. that was all fine. Yeah, and the big winner FAQ, I look forward to another like half a dozen or so. Right. Sure. Just we're <laughs> going to keep drip feeding these until just like every unit in the game just gets to use command points. So why not? Right. Um, But, you know, I'm happy Dragon Ogres and Baron Guard are elite now. Like that makes sense to me. I have no issue with it. Yep. Um, The uh, I wait the day for our man crushers to get elite, but that's fine. I don't know what a unit made of 12 wound guys who, when they stand alone as one, are usually an entire thing, an entire unit right. for another army that's also a humanoid like thing with a brain, right? So, whatever, but that's fine. Yeah, what does elite mean if not this? this... If not this thing. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the gyrocopter versus the man crusher. Sure, why not? Um, But, like, then there were just truly mystifying misses in there that they that like i i cannot fathom how they made these choices the one that we're talking about right so like as we're as we're playing the grab bag game mm -hmm. the one we're talking about that was obviously the controversial thing that got me to tweet today right mm -hmm. was the way that they fixed i can't put enough quotation fingers around that yeah yeah the scare quotes yeah uh uh <laughs> Ward saves. 
Now, they did a thing I loved, and then they went and ruined it. Okay? The thing I loved was they clarified that you can't use bodyguard with ward saves. Fantastic. Great change. Now, I was abusing that in my list at the tournament on the weekend right. on like a six up save battle mage. So I didn't feel that bad about it. You know what I mean? Or a three up save nomad prince, nomad prince forever. He's the ultimate. So he's a Sigmar general on foot who can be the like the normal general who can get advised. But, uh, but you know, like, okay, great. You can't use both of those anymore. Fine. Wonderful. Love it. A plus. <laughs> Thank you. It was stupid that they still had that exception where like, oh, you only got one ward, but then you but you can bodyguard and ward. Like, okay, sure. <laughs> and then they went and said, oh, well, ward saves happen before allocation. Like, that is that is true. In 14.3, ward saves are a thing that happen before allocation. And so the question was like, what about other things that say they affect it after allocation i mean it's literally you know, the difference between before and after like just yes. the, yeah the, the you most know, stack gigantic, with, with yeah word saves and they were like yes <laughs> they do completely just not even thinking for a half a second about what they were signing off on right like just over like 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 a like a like a 90 year old person at a at a retirement home getting taken by somebody selling a vacuum cleaner they were just swept up in this and did not realize the nightmare that they just unleashed, right? Because now all of those things work with bodyguarding. What's, what's what's really funny is like so the death save as as written isn't a ward save. It's still kind it's of not, a death save. It's using the formal. We language. all assumed those were just ward saves. We right. just said, "Yep, those don't stack anymore." I, I made we it. Get it? Yeah, I was cracking jokes about why we're calling it ward saves and not death saves because death do it best. Ha ha ha. And like, what's really funny is they have the thing they tried to fix with the bodyguard is in regards to like a necromancer or like werewolves with or wolves uh, dire wolves. Sure, yeah. Like it just it works again for them. Like just in the in yeah. like <laughs> like right, yeah, it just, because that still works with bodyguard now. So you can take your bodyguard and your deathless minions. Congratulations. You fixed nothing. <laughs> and now and like on the death side, I really couldn't care less. I, I I like, you know, this is my my comment to you earlier, right? Like I don't care about the implications to death because those characters like fine. You, you don't get enough feel no pains and they're not good enough to concern me. Right. Okay. Like, it's not that you can't have plenty of them. Sure, you can. They're a thing. Like, having a five up, five up, six up, which is pretty doable, is stupid. Yeah. It's absolutely stupid. Yeah. Right? But it's not like what you can achieve in Settler's Gain with a, with a Frost Phoenix Lord, right? Where you can be like on a three up, unrendable, four up, five up, five up. And minus one to wound. And minus one to wound <laughs> for like 315 points. A plus. Oh, and by the way, you can also, they clarified that you can use flaming weapon on your mount. So like that actually makes him pretty scary because the flaming bird beak bite is a three damage bite now. Yeah. Right. So uh, it's just like, it's so shocking to me how stupid that answer was and that they missed it. Now, here's my hope. Okay. The, there were, cause there were a couple other things like this that were just like mystifyingly bad. Like the Wildwoods not having uh, navigate the realm routes on them. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> like, you know, like I mean, just the, the way that happened, though, is it's like, see, the this has been moved to the like, they don't have it as an allegiance ability. It's been moved to the war scroll. Check the war scroll. 
it's all magenta. It's not there. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one who plays Sylvaneth read that war scroll. That's what that tells me. <laughs> no one who plays Sylvaneth read that FAQ. Mm. Obvious answer. Yeah. Because three seconds into reading it, if you're a Sylvaneth player, you're like, wait, how do I navigate the realm roots? Where'd that go? Right? Right. Instantaneously. Yeah. So nobody who plays that army read that FAQ. Right. Period. I mean, I, this is this comes back to like, why does DO, DOK seem to have genuinely responsible changes? And it's like, I want there to be a absolute Stan or Homer for all their various armies at some point in the the pipeline for those armies. Sure. Uh, uh, like, so I see I see Mr. Jacob Berry's in the chat. Best sports winner at NashCon. One of the nicest human beings. I was playing in game two against a Doc Marathi and the Bow Snakes Go Trek combo. I would point out that Mr. Jacob Berry was also running Marathi and the Bow Snakes and, and Go Trek, but he was like two tables down from me. And I was watching him play, and in the middle of the game, he shouted out and was like yelling. He was like, Oh my God, yes. And he like had something his opponent rolled, and he ripped his shirt off, and he was just wearing little biker shorts. And uh, he's an attractive man. I just want to say that he's all man. <laughs> So it was a, that's a, you, when you, when you bring a Jacob Barry into an event, you just, you get the sports. That's what happens. So I like that he, he uh, had like, he was prepared for this. Like he had, he had research, he had thought about his outfit in the future, theoretically to like sure. be able to tear out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the, uh, they were under, they were honest war gamer <laughs> under Gargan. <laughs> sir. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so like the things that I that that that's one of them that was just like hilarious, uh, you know the Sylvaneth thing, right? But you know, then there were some the ones that were just kind of interesting, like the our fifteenth shot at Pink Horrors, right? Like, uh, you know, Pink Horrors probably got better. Maybe I don't know. It's hard to say. They're interesting. Um, I, I want maybe to... they got better. Maybe they got worse. I can't really tell, but they're. They certainly got different. I want to know the true Zinch players. Like, not the people who migrate to Zinch because it's the thing that wins. Like, I want to know the true Zinch players' perspective on that. But I haven't been able to find one lately. Um, but, um... Oh, well, I mean, Joe... Cry I get it. Uh, Joe Cryer was was very positive about it. And he's okay. a filthy, filthy cheater okay. with Zinch. So <laughs> that that probably tells you a lot. Yeah, no, that probably tells you just about all you need to know. Um, yeah. the, the dominant consensus I hear is they want the points to go down. Like, two, like is 215 to 200 really going to make or break that unit, though, with what the War Scroll reads right now? I mean, it's an interesting unit because it's 50 wounds, like it always has been, for 210 points. It doesn't need to go... Or 215, 210? 215? I don't I know. I think it's it 215. Matter. Yeah, whatever. Sure, whatever. It would be in a I mean, it's 50 wounds, folks. Yeah. There is no other... I love that people complaining for this to go down. Like, there is no other uh, War Scroll in the game with that kind of a wounds-to-point ratio. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. Like, there just isn't. Yeah. Zombies are... 120 for 20 130 for 20 i think so i, I haven't built many they're, they're one of those two numbers i cannot yeah. remember off right off the top of my head but they're they're um and you know so like you're getting 20 wounds around 20 if you want to get to 60 wounds it's 
360, right? I mean, it's just not even close, right? I mean, obviously it's a, and, 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 you know, the, the horrors, like now their little iridescent guy gets more attacks. And so they, they, I mean, it's not amazingly big deal. He gets like three more attacks. They get a built-in plus one to save because a dude toots because they got a tutor. Uh, they toot toot. They don't cast spells anymore. Like they're not a wizard, which is great. Actually, that's probably like the best thing in the world. Um, but you can still get your uh, fate points off of the off of them. Yeah, yeah. So they still, just give you fate points. They now just give you free, fate points. They cut cool. out the middleman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they don't have like a six up ward anymore, but they do have the plus one to save built in. Uh, as long as they've got the little dude. Their their standard bearer guy gives them plus one to save. Mm-hmm. They're immune to battle shock until they take thirty five wounds. I, I don't know, man. It's a very different scroll, is what I'll say. Yeah. You know, like I don't know how to rate it. I'll call it interesting. I don't. I, you know, I thought they were like silly before, but not like the universally worst thing in the universe uh, ever. I'm I'll, I'm interested to play against the new one, this new scroll, before I formulate my full opinion. Right. It's definitely a big change. Right. And in at least in the right direction, I think, is people just the the sort of feeling that you have this infinite replenishing wound blob with a bunch of like sort of janky nickel dimey, like, OK, the banner and then they battle shock and I'm going to use my one like all that. Yeah, sort of, sure. Like that's all gone. Yeah. Um, we can talk about the wrong calls they made, like the things they decided incorrectly, like that I disagree with and I will die on these hills. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so number one. Uh, the ruling on power struggle is that you do not have to hold them consecutively. Uh, so wrong, incorrect, like incorrect (laughs) call, because that, that mission was actually interesting. If they didn't have that, if they, if they, if you rule that you have to sit there and hold it, it actually encourages certain types of anvils that could sit there and hold the thing. Right. Right. And it's an interesting counterplay to the offense. You generally want in the game right now to accomplish your, your things like, uh, broken ranks and, and slay the warlord and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. So wrong. Uh, Savage gains. They ruled it's two points for each. Very wrong. Very wrong. Can you can that, you delve into that, please? Because Savage gains sure. is already like sort of a beloved uh, like. So let's by, talk by Savage gains. Savage yeah, yeah. gains. I my screen, my little square audience is now the game board. Okay. And I'm going to print this out. This is going to be my game, my math that I play on. It's just going to be a picture yep, of me you. going like yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It'd be amazing. Print that out in six by four. Yeah. So, okay. You have one objective here on the opponent's 11-inch line. You have one objective here on your 11-inch line. And then you have two objectives here on the 15 and 22-inch line. You with me? Yep. Four objectives. Yep. Okay. Classic. This is a classic scenario. Yep. Right? And yes, not six by four, 60 by 44. Yes, absolutely correct, Jacob. Thank you. And the the reasonable way to read Savage Gains was because it didn't say each or whatever before, was that if you control one or more of the ones in the middle, it was worth two points. Mm-hmm. Which interestingly kept that scenario in the same sort of points level as all the rest of the scenarios. And the scenarios that lead to the most balanced play are the ones where you basically kind of cap at five if you don't do anything really special. One, two, three off the objectives and one, two off the battle tactics. Right. right? 
Yeah. So the way the only ways you get bonuses is if you complete them with monsters or kill a monster. Well, it, or, you know, so when on. you have when you have battle plans like that, just real quick to elaborate on on it. When you have battle plans like that, what you're doing is you're allowing multiple uh, strategies to be viable. Like right. This is they're mad as hell, right? Like multi mul instead of ability, it's it's uh, ability score. It's it's strategies. So you you have multiple strategies that are viable. So you can sort of like t like do some sort of like castle up and go offensive, and you know you you basically yeah, play, yeah. play in a three point stance, and you try to like contest where you can, and you get really cagey with it. Like it's that's where they're I think where the for me Age of Sigmar really kind of like lives and dies, and the great objectives are or the great battle plans are like that. Yep, one hundred percent agree. And so, you know, what was fantastic about Savage Games when it was interpreted as if you hold one or more was that it changed the way you played because you would get this sort of rotational the blender around yeah. the board, yeah. right? Of like, you're going to go for this one, they're going to go for this one, you'll kind of try to meet, you'll still try to protect yours while taking theirs, yeah. and you kind of fight along. Focal points is great for this. Like, you watch the blender yeah. happen in focal, uh, yeah. Right. And it would lead to this really interesting play and by the way, the score, you, it was very hard to run up the score unless you got their point, right? If you grabbed their point for one round, we're talking AOS FAQ. Yeah. Anyways, uh, then it was, it tended to be a very even, you know, sort of white knuckle game, right? And those are the good ones where it's like turn one, turn two, turn three, you're tending to be very good. And so the only way you like jumped up ahead was by getting their point, the thing that should be the hardest to do, right? While also protecting your own. Instead, because they don't understand, whoever made this decision clearly doesn't understand what makes for a good scenario. Like, again, I'm not ascribing intention or anything like that or, or quality. I'm saying you clearly do not understand what makes a good scenario if you make this decision. Prima facie, it is obvious. Okay. Because now what can happen is I can alpha bunker you off of both of those objectives. Now I'm getting five points to your one, and I can just run up the score to where you can't catch me. Right. Great. We're back to that again. Right? It's just so the wrong call. It's hard for me to wrap my head around how people don't understand the intricacies of the very thing they create. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, so anyways, um, the, uh, the, you know, that, that one was a wrong call. So, okay, great. The clarification on the vice was fine. It, that was the, that was actually the, the one they got correct. Cause we all assumed it worked that way that like, you know, that the, all four are removed and then a new one shows up in the middle. It's important for understanding control, right? right? Because like, if I controlled these two and they controlled these two, which one of these four becomes the one in the middle? Well, obviously it was none of them. Right. right. It was just a new one. And you don't just like get to free control it. We all we all played it that way. We all understood that that's what it was right. saying. But it was good that they clarified that. So no issue there. Right. Right. So I was fine with that. Um, The uh, they didn't change. Let's uh, the, the, the important part is actually what's not there. But I but but I but before we get to what's not there, I want to talk about a few other truly mystifying ones. If you thought the Caradron Overlords were kind of annoying before, get ready, son. Get ready. The race to the bottom of the drop has begun. It has begun. It has begun. Yeah. Yep. 
Because yeah. now you'll take Battle Regiment plus the GHB uh, multiple behemoths one. I don't know what the heck it's called. I don't even remember. Uh, pack Master. Because they ruled. Like that. What's that? Uh, Alpha Beast Pack? Uh, is that what Alpha, it is? Is it Alpha Beast Pack, maybe? Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. The. Because they ruled mystifyingly, again, against all reason, that the D6 inch pregame move you get out of Alpha Beast Pack can be replaced with a KO Fly High. <laughs> sure. A teleport to anywhere in the board with your entire army, because those Ironclads can be full. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and have like balloon boys hitching rides and everything else. Yep. A teleport to literally anywhere I want. Turn one to alpha strike you in the face. Right? With like, forget Barack Zifflin. Who needs that anymore? Like, I'm just going to take my whole, put everybody in two ironclads, hook them up, shoot them up, stop, drop, shut them down, open up shop. Uh, and that is how, how rough flyers roll. Because, like, <laughs> here comes the guns, baby. Um, it's hilarious to me that, like, that those two things were considered equivalent. Well, that we went, yeah, this is a completely reasonable well, interpretation. I, I want to know. This reminds me of, like, someone's homebrew where, like, they, they'll have, like, some house rule that they just make up arbitrarily. And, it, it like, how did the logic go from, like, whatever question they had burning inside them to even get to that point where, like, a D6 move equals a deep strike. Like, how does yeah. that... And not, like... Yeah, go ahead. I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to summon him. But <laughs> the gentleman asked a question in the chat. Uh, they could do that before, couldn't they? Well, no. With Brock Zifflin, you could use There's Always a Breeze, if you look. And that gave you your sort of hero phase move. And yes, you could fly high. And you could take one ship out. But one ship could be full of Thunderers and an Admiral and stuff like that. Like, you could get there. You couldn't take everything. Because now you can take two Ironclads, or an Ironclad and a Frigate, both full of dudes, pitching over. Oh, they like this D6 move, scoot your whole army. Before, you can only take part of your army. And that was part of the thing. The Barack Zipplin Alpha Strike of, like, drop down uh, Chemist or whoever it is, pops out the Warp Lightning Vortex, because, of course, that's happening, too, by the way. Like, out comes the spell in a bottle, Warp Lightning Vortex. We didn't fix that. That's still a thing, right? And, um, and they just, you know, like, so they could already hit you with a lot, but they couldn't bring their entire army against you. They had to stick their right. neck out, in other words. They, they're, the, right. if they didn't execute on proper target priority and roll it through the bell curve, right? With, you know, doing the math, because Fibonacci I'll sequence. continue because now they can do it and then dump all their dudes out. Yeah. So they can show up. Drop everybody out, which has to be within six inches, which means they can drop to three inches away from you. Okay. Dump all the Thunderers out of both boats and just 420 blaze it. And then the boats, if they want, can just leave. <laughs> right? Or put themselves in a more advantageous position. Yeah. Okay. So again, uh, they like the 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 alpha capability of the army increased. Right now, Tom. And Gary Percival have to be like, yes. Gary P's just... entire interactions with me today make make a hundred percent more sense now. <laughs> yeah, like they're dreaming of how they're going to be three drop because that'll be the drop, 
Right. And they're going to take 15 to 1600 points of their army into you three inches away at the top of one and then leave. Right. The, and, and just be like, let's do this. And then when you charge them, the 20 group of thunders will unleash hell on you. And they get plus one attack because you're within three inches. Right. So like, that'll be fun for people. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, real quick, Snitbag dropped a thousand RDP earlier to remind everyone chat gang ain't none to mess with. Um, I don't know. There's. I mean, hey, good for them. Way to go, KO brothers and sisters. Enjoy your new cheating. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Like, that's so bent, and yet they're going to get to do it, so A+. plus. I mean, I at least Corn Dragon's 1250, right? Like, that, the menace that... Well, we've solved it. <laughs> we've solved it. I'll tell you what, that Monstrous Arcanum update, let's talk about Monstrous Arcanum for a uh-huh. minute, okay? Yeah, yeah. So we got we figured out we, we legend a bunch of stuff. We officially have cast orbs and legends now. Good. It's where they belong. Uh until they inevitably get relaunched. I, Maybe I wanna... be... what if that's the left turn and that's the October Chaos Army? Wouldn't that just be the most incredible oh, thing? I love in the it. World? I love it. Like Nurgle like honestly, like Nurgle players like they want a new tome. Like they really but do. They don't. But they yeah. don't. Like right. <laughs> so like, yeah, drop drop a new uh yeah, drop drop the new uh, uh, whatever they call the Legion of Asgore in the future. Uh, it, I mean, it's an army that's prepackaged already. Yeah, I mean they're clearly M11. pointing toward them with the the uh, Hobgrods or whatever. Like they're going to bring them back. They'll relaunch them at some point in third edition. So. I mean, maybe You're people get the new plastic range. Right. Yeah, people didn't love them enough in Warhammer Fantasy Battle. I know because we have the sales. It says uh, like three people bought them. Um, <laughs> But the, the audience in AOS, uh, well, they're a different breed. And I think that, you know, you're like, here's Doom Trains and, like, like combat genies and stuff. Like, oh, people will eat it up, right? Like, it's it's already yeah. cranked to 11. It's already absurd. So sure. It's sure. already mythic fantasy. Hell, they so, might actually be able to go to 12. We finally found the faction that can go all the way to 12 in AOS. Yeah. But they, they published the new Monster Arca- Monsters Arcanum, and I was reading through it. And whatever. They pushed the Corn Dragon's points up. That's probably fine. Like he was, he was used at Nashcon, and he was an absolute beast. By the by, um, that dude won a lot of his games. Um, so he, 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 uh, he took something. What did he end up taking? I don't remember. He got something. I don't know what. Right. And, um, and so like you know they did little stuff like the rogue idol got the cruel boys keyword and iron jaws and all that kind of stuff. Fine, whatever. But I was looking at the soul feaster. Okay, because you know, like the 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 greater keeper of secrets, effectively the only one that isn't called greater whatever, yeah, like yeah. the soul feaster keeper of secrets. And she's three hundred eighty five points. Okay, and I was thinking about that, and I was like, you know, before she was a total skip because she didn't have the command ability. All right, right. But now the command ability is so next to worthless. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I don't know. Maybe this lady's back on the menu. She's the same offensive profile mm-hmm. as the normal one. But she's 35 points cheaper. I was like, maybe this is the answer. You know, maybe <laughs> we go back to Soul Feasters. Yeah. She can get you some bonus depravity once in a while. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying. 
I'm just saying. Near the tail end there after the first sort of like set of nerfs to Slanesh, like pre, it was like right before, they were kind of a little bit of a no man's land right before the second yeah, book. Yeah. Um, a lot of people were, were kind of abusing that out of the summon pool was where they were like going with it, I remember. Like having, um, so yeah, I mean, Slanesh might, uh, most Slanesh players might already have their greater uh, exalted demon or whatever. Yeah, this sure. Was, I mean, I have a soul beast, yeah. Yeah. I don't think you can see her, but she's right there. Yeah, right on. Um, so anyways, th that was funny to me. Um, for the rest of that stuff, like, whatever. It's cool. Um, the other things. What other things happened besides the woods getting... Uh, Ossiarch Bone Reapers got 30% oh, better. Yeah. This was a great <laughs> like fix. 30%. Um, well, we fixed the, the machine gunning of Mystic Shield. Mm -hmm. which was a good fix because that was pretty toxic and awful. Yeah. And it, they fixed it on Nagash previously. They must've right. just missed it on Archon. They went back and they got it on Archon. That's fine. Like I, I knew it was going to happen. I, I'm yeah. sympathetic to, to the Archon players out there who are like, I liked it because it made Archon feel like less like a mini Nagash. And I liked him having his own identity. Cool. I get that. Uh, my solution isn't to let you do the like stupid, Thing that shouldn't exist, which is machine gunning Mystic Shields, it's to make Curse of Years great again. That's that's yeah, sure. the, that's the hill you need to die on, Archon players. Make Curse of Year great again. I I agree completely with that. So, uh, but he can but extend they, they... the range on on endless spells now. So like stonks, right? Like, sure. I mean, like I was just happy to see that he got uh, that that OBR got RDP fixed to how it should have been working in the first place, where you can use the thing multiple times. Yep. Hallelujah! Uh, I was that was a very happy moment for me to see that because you know now you can uh, you can give multiple units the critical plus three move That's the as one. you should have been. That's the big one. You yeah. can you can give multiple units the uh, was it reroll saves right or whatever. Um, yep. Your, yeah. your shield wall, and uh, if you're running the bludgeon, or Staliarch Lords is the one that people aren't talking about, but with our RDP the way it was, Staliarch Lords weren't doing what they wanted to do with their sort of disengage and playing like in these little like sort of turbine play style where they're, you know, running and charging and retreating and charging and like just really doing that. When right. you're only doing that with one unit, you're not playing Staliarch Lords, and so like now Staliarch Lords is turned back on, like uh, yeah, like there's a lot of really good like, it's just, it's the way it should have been. Um, you still can't bludgeon and shield wall, but honestly, you probably shouldn't be able to, you know? Like, right, right, sure. Either you're doing offense or you're doing defense. Right, and I think that's... I've always been a big fan of that kind of distinction. Yep. Right, because it's just, there's there's sort of a, there's sort of an immediate ludonarrative dissonance when you can turn on, like, an all attacks and all, like, it's like if you can all out defense and all out attack at the same time, yeah. it was like, wait a minute, what? That's no, that's not, that's not right. Yeah. And you, it was like a thing you used to be able to do, right? Uh, back when, when they were called bad or something different, I don't remember. But anyways. Yeah. So, you know, that good. Yep. Great. Awesome. Happy. Uh, things I didn't see that I expected to see. Should we talk about that for a minute? Yeah, we can do that. I mean, I know I'm just talking here a lot, Meph, so I'm sorry. I'm, I'm You got me fired No, up, no, I'm, I'm letting you go, man. Like, uh, I, I like being in, uh, actually in the sort of more of the interviewer chair than the interviewee sometimes, so. Um. Uh, I didn't see. A fix to COGS. Do, what do we need to know? What, what possible information couldn't you have? That you felt like Zinch getting 14 fate points a turn was like a reasonable number that seemed appropriate to you, right? 
the entire LRL army, like casting a million times, that all seemed appropriate to you. Like all of these things were correct. Um, sure. Shackles is another one. I mean, the only thing that saves shackles from being absolutely horrible is that like most people end up screwing themselves over with shackles. Right. Um, but, uh, but yes, I agree. Shackles is another one, but like cogs is so obviously broken and I just cannot fathom how it hasn't been fixed. It's truly mystifying to me. (laughs) Um, but Hey, here we are. Uh, the, uh, what else didn't I see? Oh, no fix to GoTrek or change to GoTrek in any way, shape, or form. So I guess we're just assuming that 435 points is fine until the winter FAQ. Uh, hard disagree on that, but uh, sure, why not? Let's keep that little crazy ginger running around. That's fine. I, I got a, a huge shout outs to uh, to David Griffin with the, uh, the GoTrek t-shirts. Oh, One yes. Of- one of the absolute oh, yeah. best things I've ever seen a tournament do is like sh- basically shame the the cheese players and mwah, perfection. Like I loved it. That was that was amazing. I mean, Tom was very proud of his shirt. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, Andrew Yells says BCB uh, uh, Bruce City brawls next week. The three K list can and will gain twenty seven fate points per turn. Sure. Yeah. 100%. yeah that's that's all right. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, totally yes, easy. like somebody said, is Gotrek winning tourneys? I don't see him in the top list unless I missed it. Tom had him in one of his two lists at Nashcon. Um, but I don't care about that. That's irrelevant. Okay. Like that's completely irrelevant to the discussion. Like, we don't balance things solely on what goes five oh at tournaments. Right? Like, first of all, that's too like what ends up being at the top is largely a matter of luck. Who's in who's in number one instead of number seven is largely a matter of luck. You okay. gotta have good matchups or the dice gotta be on your side. Some something. Sure. Like it's it's yes, like you got you like I'm not saying skill wasn't involved. Of course it was. Well you have a you requisite amount use, of skill and the tiebreaker's luck, right? Like, you had to have it yes, exactly. You had to have a tremendous amount of skill to get up into the top ten. That's why the same people are always in the top ten. Right? Like if you look at it, it's the same murderer's row. Every time. Pretty much. Okay. But then where they fall in there is just a matter of like dice and luck and the scenario and the particular terrain and the army they have any piloting and, you know, just like whether or not they had chicken or fish that day, you know, like a million little things. Right. 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 Um, Did they happen to deal, uh, you know, like I was three wounds short on one battle tactic in, uh, in, in my game five. My the difference for me between eleventh and third place was I needed to roll a three plus. If I rolled a three plus, like a three or more, I won the game and my opponent couldn't catch me and it was over and right. I won. Right. Okay. If I rolled a one or a two, he won the game because it was power in numbers, which is a bad scenario. He won the game and it was over. Right. And that was it. And guess what? He rolled a three. I rolled a one. Yeah. That's what happens. There you go. Uh, Colorado so, AOS, have we discussed that they completely broke Sylvaneth Wildwoods yet? We kind of Yes, we it. did. <laughs> they they lost the... Uh, they cannot navigate on the realm routes, and also they got rid of the pooping trees everywhere, which was probably actually a good thing. Um, so I don't know that I'm super angry about that. But, but yes, they also broke them so that they can't use their allegiance ability, which seems like a minor oversight. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry, I, I, I uh, derailed you there. Um, no, lot. no, you're good. So, like, you know, Gotrek is broken because he's broken. Like, I don't know what else to say at that point value. Like, there are whole armies that can't kill him. 
that you could throw your entire army at him all game and he would just walk away and stand atop a pile of corpses. That is very real. So like, fine, if that's going to exist in the game, but let's not, let's not joke around that it's 435 points. That's, that's comical, mm-hmm. comical. Yeah. The number of things that he flatlines that cost 200 points more than him, 300 points more than him, 400 points more than him. I, uh, with the exception of them breaking and walk away pretty easy, right? With the, with the uh, the the exception of them having broken ward saves, I wouldn't dare. Uh, with Nagash a addition ago, melee him, like I like right. nope. That's a my one thousand point melee wizard is just going to nope himself away from Gotrek. Of course, because he's going to die instantly. Yeah, it, like don't, maybe don't, it takes Gotrek like two battle rounds to chop through Nagash. Maybe right if he has some bad rolls. Right. <laughs> Right, like he—he's—he's—he's he's, he's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and so like, and 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 for everybody who's like, just move away from memory slow. What that tells me is you have not played him in the new edition, and you are you are really showing your your lack of experience. That with he's that. he's rallying towards you now. Like yes, he, he will redeploy towards you. Oh yeah, redeploy. He sorry. will like he'll run the first turn and be in the middle, and like he's just gonna pick a point and be like, I'm here. Come get me. Mm-hmm. And like, sure. I mean, and if he gets into your goods, which is not that hard, because he can like, he'll the run 10 and then redeploy towards you and then make an eight inch charge and then double activate and get six more inches deep into your line. And now he's in your guts. Yep. Okay. Like, it's just, <laughs> he's so like, it, the nature of these objectives is he is definitely not avoidable. Now, Sometimes you can do your best to get away from him. Like I played a game against Varengard that could come chase down 22 inches and I had to start creating 22 inch bubbles around them and still play the game. Okay. But like, yes, you can sometimes get away from him, but then there are also games like the vice. And when my round three opponent had the, had go Trek, I fought go Trek twice and he had go Trek in the vice uh, well, I guess he just gets to have the objective turn four and five. The only objective is his. So he gets two points in turn four and two points in turn five, and I get zero. And that's it. Because there's nothing in my army that can kill that thing. So fine. Like, the game isn't about killing, but he does it really well. And he, in a lot of missions, he can just own two points. And just just be like, come here and you die instantly. That's right. what will that's what will happen. Rank one one says uh, sons of uh, Behemoth players must really dislike Gotrick. Sure, I mean yes, because he'll lift like he lifts he lifts giants like it's a like it's nothing. It's I mean, he, he will job. kill a mega around. Yeah, it's basically sure. his job. It, like yeah, he'll body one no problem. Storm fiends wreck him, says Dreamer. Uh, can you take the corn dragon if it's over half your points? Yes. The GHB battle pack does not have the over half points exception. Only the contest of generals battle pack in the core rules has that. So if you are playing with the current set of GHB rules, you may have a single unit worth more than half your points. Uh, and then let's see. Storm fiends wreck him. I guess I'm not sure about that. I, I, I'd want to run the math on that. Um, I'm not sure Storm Fiends, even like nine Storm Fiends would bring down Gotrek consistently. I don't know what the math looks like on that. Maybe is my answer. Yeah. All their multi-damage weapons become one. So that's nothing. Uh, he can easily, if he thinks he's going to get attacked, he can easily best day ever. 
and then all out defense. Although the, so, the, the new shorthand's called best day ever. Best day ever, yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's pretty easy for him. Like, he should almost always be on a three up save, ignoring rend one, right? And so that zots out the, the rattling guns if you're using those, which are like sort of the big thing because then you're threes and threes against the damage from them. And sparking does nothing against him. Like, if you spark the damage, it, it's irrelevant because he can only take one. Mm-hmm. so I don't know I mean I attacked him with 25 zombies all with plus one attack twice he took two wounds and then he killed all 60 zombies <laughs> I mean I'm not surprised they're zombies but still just... sure I mean I put 50 attacks into him right? Yeah. the thing that's supposed to kill him I yeah. did two wounds yeah yeah you're supposed to be able to kill him with the death from a thousand paper cuts right that's supposed to be the way you kill Gotrick, and it's just sure yeah, I mean, I, I Dreamer, I'd, I'd need to run the math. I would be really fascinated by what's happening in that game. Maybe someone's rolling really poorly on their word saves. Or maybe the person running GoTrek uh, doesn't know how to run GoTrek. Like, I don't know what to say there. Uh, so so I, I got to ask, um, you know, I've got this this notion that, like, uh, you know, a good way to identify whether it's good criticism or not is, is whether someone offers an alternative or uh, a solution. What's your, what's your fix for Gotrek? Is it just points? Is it some meta stuff that's going on? I don't on? know how to get in and rewrite his war scroll because he is what he is. He's supposed to be like this the fearsome force from the old world. He's just the Terminator, right? Yeah. He's Charles Bronson in Death Wish. He just like walks towards you slowly and when he gets there, you're dead. Right. So like, I don't have a problem with that existing in the game. You know, we've talked before about the the mini that hits on ones, wounds on ones with neg 100 rend and hits for 100 damage, but moves one inch. Yeah. Right. And it's like, you know, like he's he's not unkillable. He There are certainly things that can kill him. Mm-hmm. Um, like certainly if that unit of zombies, if like if somehow Gotrek had been cursed. Uh, well, they were already doing mortal, so that's not true either. I don't know. But, like, certainly something that puts a lot of attacks on him and has him cursed, that'll tend to make him explode because then you put him onto the three-ups. Yeah. You know, like, the three-ups only, basically. I mean, he's he's hard. He's hard to bring down. Um, he can also heal himself reliably every turn. So if you don't bring him down, he's going to heal a D3 every turn. Right. Right. Um, but he's killable. He is. He's not, like, completely immortal. It's not like he's just unstoppable. It's just he's mostly unstoppable. The Terminator in the first Terminator was killable. Right. Okay. That didn't mean that Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor weren't in a lot of trouble. (laughs) Okay. Like, I think you've just got to start by saying the Terminator's more expensive. Like, certainly he should be in the 500s somewhere at minimum. Right. At minimum. The fact that he's almost the same points as a keeper of secrets, like I'm get out of here. Get out of here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, so, I think... but yeah, there's, there's ways you could fix him, but, but yeah, none of that happened. Uh, we did see the big change to Archeon to a point. It's interesting. I actually do think he lost his best defense, which was his, uh, uh, Bieber or not Bieber, uh, Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Yeah. yeah the eye of Ed Sheeran, the eye of Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Uh, he is in fact in love with the shape of you. Um, and the shape of you is now, a bulb. And, and yeah, and so like his ability to make you reroll sixes when you attack him was hands down the best special rule printed on his worst roll. Mm-hmm. Period. 
So they, they, you're saying they correctly identified the yes. right thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I am. Because, like, it meant you can't... Uh, the... Um, Dreamer said he can't stack his saves. You mean Gotrek? Yeah, he can stack his saves. He can have a plus a million to save. He just, I mean, he can't get above a three plus because that's plus one to save, but he can stack up to a million and ignore all the rend. Right. Like he can get Mystic Shielded. He can get best day ever. He can do all out defense on himself because he's a hero. You know, like, I mean, he, <laughs> best day ever is going to crack me up every time. This is like, sure. like he's got all sorts of save stacking. Yeah. Um, like, it's just, you know, he. <laughs> He, he just it just can't ever take him higher than three up right right but that's three up immune to rend three up ward is pretty good that's a lot of damage negated plus the, Especially the reducing... when he also caps all damage at one yeah he's he's dropping all the damage that's that's the yeah yeah so anyways back to back to the eye of Ed Sheeran like the that changed to to, to the forcing your enemy to reroll sixes stopped almost all the stuff that would have brought down Archeon. Right, because so many things in the game trigger mortal wounds on sixes, extra Double hits on sixes. on sixes. Yeah, yeah like just just on and on and on. It's it's the most popular thing to to pin a special rule to. It's a right? fun one a too. If you talk about design, we're going to go into like our item design later on. It's a yep. fun thing when you roll the six, which is already like your 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 the dopamine hit from seeing the six yep. on the die is already there, and then you get rewarded by it doing something sweeter. This is why I hate rules that like invert that dynamic where rolling twelve is bad. Like I hate that, right? Like I hate like just mechanically speaking, like right. rolling a twelve should be the good. Oh, that's the best you should ever feel. Sorry, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So the, they correctly identified the the correct thing. Re uh, rerolling sixes is yeah, it significantly weakens him. He'll still be super tough because well, he can still be like two up, ignoring most rend. Right. Uh, you know, and rerolling saves in Zinch and blah 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 blah. But at least then, if you do, you know, have things that can that can six up mortal wound him or whatever, then he's down to his four up. Right. Right. Which is good. Yeah. Like uh, then he's just a coin flip. Yeah, real quick, um, Frank on the Rocks dropping a Twitch Prime, because Twitch Primes are free, everybody, so remember to use those, um, for 23 years of support. So thank you so much, uh, Doc King. Um, it, with with Archeon, it feels a little bit of like it was the best of times, it was the worst of times as far as the FEQ goes. Because with Archeon, you see what I think is like the sort of boat racing, minor adjustments. Like, sure. I didn't... With, with these things that feel kind of like right where you want them to. Like, what Chaos player, for the most part, who is an Archeon stand, doesn't want to play Archeon and feel like he is the Grand Marshal of the Apocalypse, right? Like, who doesn't sure. want that? And you yep. don't want to, like, do what Games Workshop has a nasty habit of doing, which is over-corrective steering this stuff into oblivion. Although I'll say they've gotten a lot better about that recently. Sure. Like, that was a, a big early problem, but, I you know... Full credit where credit's due. They've taken a softer hand, and I think the game's better for the most part on that. Right. And and this was identifying kind of like the correct thing. They switched it to a once-per-game. Yeah. game. So uh, you can still best day ever, once-per-game, like, like on this turn, I'm not going to die. But you got to well, make that Well, I really decision. like it because it also, he has a built-in neg one to be hit already in Zinch. Mm -hmm. So it's not really doing anything except countering out bonuses to hit then at that point. Right. Right. So again, good choice, like great fix. Like I really liked the Archeon one. Mm -hmm. um, it was, they identified the rule that was problematic and they fixed it. Right. Right. Like, yeah. great. Well done. 
Good job. They go heavy-handed. They also had a bunch of changes hit Zinch. So, you know, you're, you're hitting sort of like indirect nerfs to what would be an Archeon list. Uh, so, yeah, no, I mean, I that was, I think, some of the most prescient stuff they did with the FAQ was involving Archeon. Like, I, I'm like, yeah, cool, awesome. Um, real quick. Yeah, we uh, didn't see it. Oh, sure, go ahead. Uh, Tristan dropping a thousand RDP to remind everyone, chat gang, ain't nothing to mess with. What's good, y'all? Uh, y'all are good, Tristan. You're good. <laughs> and true. happy happy that belated birthday, my friend. Oh, goodness sakes. Happy birthday, Tristan. Uh, he is now one more year of his immortality as a Tomb King. There you go. There you go. go. Uh, the... Um, yeah, so good fix there. Um, we didn't see the Soulblight Grave Lords or Lumineth or like who else didn't get updated? Well, no, Soulblight FEC. did get they 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 got reloaded. Uh, so it, it was yeah. uh, appropriately like cast the the Castlevania. It it appeared and then it disappeared and it reappeared elsewhere. It it just Castlevania you. It's back. Yeah, but it's still not. Is it there now? I think so. Yeah, I, I thought it was. I was. Right I didn't here. see it. Uh, twenty seven eight twenty one because they write their shit backwards. It's right at the front of the list. Oh, is it now? Yep. Uh, Artifact of Power, Morbeg's Claw. Oh, there they, we go. Okay, cool. They, they just theirs. fixed an oversight with it. That's fine. Uh, they they just they wrote down their big list of move, move, retreat, yada, yada, like you're not supposed to be able to move afterwards, and they forgot okay. to write run. So they added run. Cool. Awesome. Like, you can't run either. That's, yeah, of course. You use that thing, and then you get your plus two to... Vile Transference apparently says now you should really use this against Mega Gargans. Got and it. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. it. <laughs> like it's uh, what on thirty-five wounds you might do five mortals, like five right. points. And then uh, the clarification that dead walker zombies can go above their starting size, which so, is okay. hey, cool. soulblight grave lords aren't cheating when they do what they thought they were supposed to do with zombies in the first place. Right, is, right, right, right. You know, so cool. Yeah, I, I hadn't seen that update because the last I looked was I hadn't reloaded the page itself since this morning. So there we go. Yeah, but yeah, no LRL, no FEC. No, uh, let's see, what, who else didn't get? Night uh, Haunt, right? Night Haunt, yeah, no Night Haunt, yes. Mournghoul so, got, uh, got points, it pointed at 300, and Mournghoul isn't horrible. So, like, it's like Night Haunt got an FAQ slightly, because they might play with Mournghouls now. I guess, sure, hey, that's <laughs> always something, right? Um, um, the, uh, so, you know, I, like, will we see some changes to LRL to get rid of the horribly abusive stuff? I don't know, maybe. Could happen, I suppose. Like, will we fix Huracan? Inquiring minds want to know. Uh, you well, know, I want to know. Well, they they broke Pylon again, which personally pisses me off. We cannot get away from the double lock. We like, cannot. They, they love the double lock, my friend. It was every time. It was fixed. It edition. was perfect. Same story of second edition. Every time they launch an edition, they fix. But like Pylon is fixed, and then they break it again. Wait, why, who, who asked the dumbass question? Like, person, people with FAQ questions, never ask about Pylon again when it's good. Just fucking yeah. never do it. Moratorium on asking about Pylon when Pylon is good. Yeah, so now, once again, you can you can charge people from with you two can, different units yep. on the sides and then pin them in place so nobody can pile in. Yeah. Good stuff there. Yeah, way to go. I think that's what we were all wanting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, having my units stranded and sitting there going, okay, I guess I can't do anything. Just twiddling your thumb. I'll attack with these two guys. I think that was definitely what the community was crying out for. Spotted GW. Um, like, I just love how they can't get away from this nonsense and making things unintuitive. 
Um, because like you want to talk about a classic case of non-intuitive play, right? So because imagine you're a new player and you're explaining this to somebody, you charge them with two units and they're like, okay, well, I'm going to go take my unit and go over here and fight you. And you'd be like, no, 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 you can't because you're getting farther away from this other unit. And they'll be like, yeah, but, but, but you're killing me. My, my people should fight you. Yeah. Why would they just sit there and die? And I'll be like, I don't know, man. <laughs> well, I but mean, they do. it just, I don't like the whole uh, verisimilitude or, or lunar narrative dissonance takes too much. I try not to go to them, but like what your, your character is just standing there in the middle of like two flanking forces and just like, I don't know. I, I don't right. know. Like <laughs> you can't make up your mind who to hit. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Like, like absolutely they're perfectly fantastic. equidistant from me. Oh, no, no. My, my one weakness: <laughs> equidistant foes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Like, sure. Let's. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know. So whatever. Some things continue to be silly. That's fine. Yeah. Such is life, I suppose. But um, it's it's it really is the the wards, right? Like it's ward saves. Like that is the the. Like if if this whole FAQ had happened exactly the same, but they just didn't write one FAQ about fucking ward saves, we'd all be fine. I'd be much more positive. I'll tell you that much for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like. Um, I mean, I still feel bad for the Sylvaneth players, um, but you know, like that feels like an error. The, the, my honest answer is the ward thing feels like an oversight, and I really hope it gets fixed. Zippy quick. I think we're gonna get an emergency FAQ before the big FAQ that that fixes it again because yeah, uh, I, I don't know I just it uh, I've never seen such universal black backlash to something even right. the like core battalions had more of a had more of a divide and some people were like okay you know like some of the things that they did that were I would think the most contentious I could find people who were like no this is cool nobody's happy about the word state situation. Uh, I would say no real person. There might be some bot accounts out there or people trolling me, but it's like Minecraft and adults. I don't think real adults, like actual adults, play Minecraft for their own enjoyment. I don't think they really exist. It's just a conspiracy. I don't know. I just read an article about some people taking nine years and reconstructing all of Middle Earth in I've, Minecraft. I've, so. I haven't seen them. I, I, If I saw this article, you can't, unless these humans sit down in front of me and actually play Minecraft as adults and enjoy it. Without a camera on them, um, I'm gonna go with no. They just don't exist. <laughs> okay, all right, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Taking a hard stance. Yeah, I, no, the, I gotta. Uh, no, I, but, but yeah, like I've never seen something so universally just noped by a by this community. Nothing. Right, because it's obviously ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. How does Facehammer yeah. feel about it though? Uh, I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Uh, they did. I haven't watched their video yet. They did an FAQ reaction show earlier today. I just haven't watched it yet. Yeah. So um, I'm sure it'll show up in there. Uh, uh, any, any any final thoughts before we move into our proper topic? We've gotten the uh, there there. I've gotten all the all the clicks and stuff. We did hot takes. We did a reaction video, which is what I guess you're supposed to do when you're content creator. Um, Boy, is there anything else I'm not thinking of? that uh that was talked about what is there anything else we didn't cover um see i mean there's just there's just things in here that that don't i don't know did, did slanesh get anything i don't seem to recall them oh there was a no no they did not of course not don't be yeah. silly yeah okay. um 
Oh, yeah, there's here's the other fun one. They clarified that monster units, like units that consist of multiple monsters, each monster gets to use Monsters Rampage independently. That's kind of a fun answer. Like, because of the nature of how Monsters Rampage is, uh, you know, capped in that there's basically only two that are actually usable in most situations, it was fine. So I thought it was cute. Yeah. Yeah. That was cute. Yeah. It's neat that your little unit of man crushers can both stomp and roar. So that's fun. That's neat. I, I'm fine with that. Like I'm cool with that. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, the big win was as like a death player. Like again, ward disgusting. Please get rid of that. As a death player, I'm just in here. I'm like, like FEC FAQ win because I feel like they need some love. Night haunt. I think just kind of needs a new book. Um, but I hate going to like needs a new book as a, a take. You could FAQ some some night haunt and actually put them into like the into, like, the sort of, like, Goldilocks zone of not OP, but, like, they can compete, um, like, pretty efficiently. I think they're close to that, and so you could nudge them in a couple ways and get them there, but... Uh, I agree. Um, like, I, I, construction-wise, that army's got a lot of tools for making it, like, a list. They're just missing a couple, just a couple things to compete stronger, right? Like... Yeah. Um, uh... Yeah, you expect Night Hunt to have a book coming. I mean, I don't want to wish. I don't want to. I don't want to set anyone like at the train stop waiting for a train that never comes. You know, um, I, I don't like hyping people that way. But yeah, Night Hunt could get a new book and it'd be welcomed. You know, uh, I mean, I guess it depends on what kind of timeline we're talking about here. Everybody will get a new book eventually. Eventually, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And flesh shooter courts are just in a weird, a weird place for me. As like, like I look at the army and I'm like, it seems like they've got the tools. And then I, and then they're always just, because their stock is so heavy into like sort of a couple pieces and, and they were using command abilities to really get the extra gas out of the army. Sure. It, it's, mm. so. Yeah. I mean, if you're not Bill Souza and you don't have an allied mega gargan, I'm not sure what your, what your overall plan is there. But if you are Bill Souza and have an allied mega gargan, congratulations <laughs> on your tournament win. Way to go, Bill. Yeah. Right. Right. So, yeah, I mean, those, two, you know, but this is a lot better as far as, again, death goes. That's way better than only ever having one viable faction. And we've come a long way. I think Ossiarch Bone Reapers, I was saying before they got this change, I think they're a, le they're a legit contender. Like, they can play. You wouldn't be surprised to see Ossiarch Bone Reapers winning. That was even before, I said this even before the slew of tournaments. You wouldn't be surprised to see them winning best death. Um, you know, I think Soulblood Gravelords are the favorite, but... But this army's good. Like it's it's it, the yep. value in the war scrolls is there, and now that they've got like some extra gas in the tank, you're gonna see them a little bit more. Uh, if they don't fix ward saves, Nagash Petrifex Nagash or uh, uh, Petrigash is back. Like Yolo Solo Nagash is just gonna run roughshod on people. And, well, let's hope they fix the saves. Yeah, yes. they need to. They should because I don't want to shelf Nagash out of like respect for people. I want to sure. disrespect people, and you know. Uh, play this like old janky thing and beat them with it. Um. I understand. No, Soulblight's good. Like Soulblight, I, I really like Soulblight. I watched Brendan play again this weekend. Yeah. I'm glad that they didn't fix the Vampire Lord. It's hilarious to me that they didn't fix the Vampire Lord. Right. It's wonderful that Brendan still gets to keep cheating with the Vampire Lord. <laughs> um, like I just don't think they're. I literally don't think they're aware of it. Yeah. No, I agree. So it, the Vampire not... Lord cheat is absolutely comically obviously wrong and yet here we are and it survived two rounds of faqs so well i i think what somebody said to me on twitter is 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 the truth in that 
uh, it just wasn't in the common parlance yet. Like all the Soulblight Gravelords players were like, we're not sure if this is a thing. And I'm sure they sent a couple FAQs, but without, without like the data, without, without a couple homers, like with that direct channel to, to, uh, to Games Workshop or to whatever their, their R and D team is or whoever's fielding all the FAQs. Like, I don't, I don't pretend to know their internal process. It feels like some of these things get overlooked just, just by virtue of like, uh, what am I? Visibility, you know. Like, yeah, sure. Like no one's actively playing that army, and so they don't catch it. Right. Yeah. Sure. Right. And if they are, maybe they weren't running that piece. But now it's starting to get on the out in the conversation, and and once it's out in the conversation, then they're going to have to say something, and they will. Yes. So somebody in your chat asked, "What is the Vampire Lord cheat?" Sure, I'll explain the Vampire Lord cheat. The Vampire Lord has an ability that is usable in the combat phase to give everybody to give to give a unit i'm sorry not everybody to give a unit everybody in a unit plus one attack the trick is unlike almost all combat phase abilities like this that plus one attack lasts until your next hero phase so during your turn in your combat phase you give a unit plus one attack now that's on there and then it's your opponent's turn and in their turn in their combat phase you give your unit plus one attack now they have plus two and then in your, let's say they double turn you in their next combat phase, you give your unit plus one attack. You still haven't had a hero phase. Now they're up to plus three. If you really want to be a boss hoss, then you take the, um, what's it called? Like pack alpha or whatever command trait where you can issue a command once around for free or once a turn, sorry, for free. And then you just get to have the vampire Lord doing it. You don't even have to worry about it disrupting your other command point strategy. So suddenly by the time, like every round that goes by that you aren't getting a hero phase, your units are just getting more and more just charging up, baby. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the vampire Lord on foot. It's yeah, the one on vampire foot. Lord on foot. Yeah. Yep. It's the one on foot. Um, and then if you add factor in Van Hells, that like plus six attacks is plus 12 attacks. It's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. It just, it just multiplies. Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, that's the that's the vampire lord cheat. It's like it's so obviously incorrect, <laughs> uh, but I don't care. Yeah, I think it's hilarious that they missed it. Um, yeah, so big F, big FAQ. I think that's the sort of that will go away by then. But for now, man, you bought your if you bought your ticket, you're on the roller coaster. Ride it, baby. Let's go. You already bought the vampire lord. <laughs> no carnival, no games, bro. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, uh, and then obviously I'm I'm positive. I feel very good about Osiric Bone Reapers. So uh, death fifty, like you know, two out of two out of four ain't bad for me. Like walking out of an FAQ, it's so weird that that's the reaction for me these days. Is whenever an FAQ comes, I'm like, oh crap, what did they break in my army? Like that's become my like reaction to FAQs. Sure, it sure. used to feel like hopeful. Oh, I have one more small item. Matt. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, one no, more go. small item, and then then we can be done. They finally fixed Longshanks. How yes. about that? Yes. It's here. It only took us this long, but finally, it works. You yeah. can just walk over people. It's still not as good as the Imperial Knight equivalent that it should have been, where you can just leave combat and, uh, and, 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 you know, like basically, you know, disengage and then recharge or shoot or whatever. That's how it should be. There should be like a restriction that if you're not fighting a monster or something, that you can just leave combat and walk away. Yeah. But I understand the power of that, and I understand why they didn't want to do it, and that's fine. I'm not going to die on the hill. At least the ability is actually useful now. 
It didn't need that stupid four inch thing. Why did that ever exist? I will never understand who thought that was a good idea. Somebody is just, I don't know, whatever. Not going to get into it. But it's gone now, and it's just they can walk over terrain when making normal moves or uh, or Moves, runs, runs everything retreats. but charges. Everything but charges, yes. Everything but charges. And uh, I'm not going to let perfect be the enemy of good here. I don't care. That's that they, right. I don't care about it doesn't work on charge. Um, honestly, it's probably fine. Like, whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. You can move into position prior to the charge to be able to do what you're trying to do anyway, right? Like, 100%. It's fine. Yep. So, yay! That was a reason for celebration. I read that and was genuinely happy. I clapped. So there you go. Right. Uh, yeah, so that's FAQ Talk. Thank you for coming to FAQ Talk! <laughs> Alright, so uh, do you want to set up uh, what, this, uh, what this is and how this was born? Do I need to pull yeah, up the sure, bad man. magic items so that everyone knows the context for this? Let's do that. So, in this game right now, a long time ago, we had this thing called Realm Artifacts. And Realm Artifacts were mostly bad. There were a lot of them. And most of them were terrible. But there were a few that were pretty good. And a lot of people took. And then they decided we weren't allowed to have fun with those anymore. And they got rid of those. And for a while, we had no options. And then they gave us the new Realm Artifacts, which were mostly bad except for one which was marginally okay, which was the plate of perfect perfection, protection or whatever it's called. And then they got rid of those. And now in 3.0, we have four universal artifacts. Four. Four. Four, Mef. Four universal artifacts. Two of them are good. Not 84, like the old list in Realm Artifacts. No, no. Just four. And out of that list of four, two are any good. So we bat, we, we, we bat 500, which given if you, if you had, if you were batting 500 in the MLB, you're like, Born you know, the they're clearing the way for you to get into the hall of fame. Yep, right. Yep. But uh, hitting 500 on rules when there's four artifacts, that's not a great ratio. That's not at all. Nope. A great ratio. And my comment to you was, there is no way we couldn't make better artifacts than these very easily. Okay. Like, it's not hard. How have we screwed this up this bad? How can we not get at least four interesting artifacts? Right. Are you serious over here, guys? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, part of this was, was born of the, like, Dungeons & Dragons wacky magic items, like, thing. Yes. One of them was a sword that inflicts mo emotional wounds. You know? yes. <laughs> Which I contest is somebody was like, these are dumb magic items. And they were like a sword that inflicts only emotional wounds. And I was like, my God, that is the most powerful magical item I have ever heard in my life. <laughs> like, good Lord. I I personally was a big fan of angry shoes just because it's the sort of thing where I describe it. And like, you don't know what the rules for that might be. And you're just left mm -hmm. to your imagination. And so I sure. love, I like, I love a, I love a, an imaginative uh, thing, and just to sort of ground this a little bit more in AOS. And both of us, by the way, being role players, are big fans of weird, wacky magic items for long yeah. years. We both played games for a long time. We both had our share of flame tongues and frost brands, and you know, vorpal swords and everything yeah. else yeah. that you might want. Like all that's fine. We've been there, we've done that. So now, 
we need something a little spicier to, to, to get us up and going in the morning. And so, you know, we, we like weird magic items. We like when things are cool. So here we are. Right. Right. So, and, and I mean, for, as far as AOS, I think if you're going to do the sort of like rote sort of, okay, everyone gets a plus one to hit. Everyone gets a, you know, can be a spellcaster, so on and so forth. Like there's just down the list they go through and they're like, these are three artifacts that everybody gets. That that stuff goes in your battle tome. If you're talking about like four items that everyone gets to pull from, they sh they should be interesting. They should do something unique, and they should try to maybe pull you away from your sort of just numbers to do something cool. Like my one of my big sort of I guess design philosophies, one of my my first principles if I were to design magic items, is that is any time that you're looking you're you're adding arbitrary numbers or arbitrary value jettison them they're not interesting enough like if you're trying to make something interesting for my from my perspective is yep. just numbers and arbitrary values are by definition not interesting um, right well i mean they're going to be the most interesting thing in the world if we're talking about just what people take sort of in the aggregate because like they they they're so obviously good that they immediately trip everyone's spike sense. Yep. And like, ultimately this game is at least somewhat about winning. You know what I mean? Like no matter how non spiky oh, you are, no matter how Timmy or Johnny you live, like it is still a competitive game. So something about what we're doing here is at least partially about winning a game. Yeah. Right. And, and people generally don't like losing their toys. That's kind of a bad thing for everybody. So five up right. is like, yep. Okay. Yep. And then, uh, and then the, the arcane tome is like, well, magic is good. Making people who aren't wizards, wizards is good. So that's like a spike Johnny crossover item. That one's right in there. And then the other two are so bad. I don't even know what they are, Meth. I don't even have them in yeah. front of me and I didn't bother to learn them. So I hope you've got your book in front of you or something. Nope. Oh, I can bring up my core. No, words. I don't think it's important. Yeah, they're they're so bad they're not even worth mentioning. Like literally, it's just it's irrelevant. Like didn't even bother internalizing them. This is how I save mental bandwidth. Is if yeah. something's bad and like I can't even Johnny sense it, you know, like you get like you look at it and you're like, I can break this, or like I can use this in a combo. Like if, if my Johnny sense doesn't even trip from the bad thing, because because if you're like a Johnny Timmy, you'll look at the bad thing and be like, How can I make this work? you know? And sure. so even a bad magic item if it's like sufficiently wacky or weird or does something unique, you'll be like, okay, how can I do something with this? Right. And that's good enough. They're so uninteresting that they tripped neither my Johnny nor Timmy sense. And it's clear they weren't spike. Right. Yep. 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 Completely agreed. So, so, so like go ahead. they're, they're just nothing burgers, <laughs> like literally just, just complete nothing burgers. There's two buns there. Nothing in between the bread. Yeah, that's it. Yep. And there's and there's, I mean, this is for me. Like I said, mental bandwidth thing is like I won't even if I don't even register your thing. It goes back to the worst thing you can be is boring. Yeah. Like it's just and if you're not giving me something to like even want to register you in my mind, like you've you have fucked up in a game that's supposed to be fun and interesting. Right. Uh, so what makes a good magic item? Just broadly speaking, what makes a good magic item in Age of sure. Sigmar? Okay, great question. What does make a good magic item? So I would I would fit good magic items, broadly speaking, into three categories, Math. Three. Okay. 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 Category the first. 
provides an outsized bonus that is worth dedicating the one or maybe, you know, one of two of a resource. Because that is, say, artifacts are a scarce resource when things come down to it, yep. right? In general, you get one or two, right? And so it provides a static bonus that is worth having because it is otherwise unavailable, expensive, or requires or or unstable in its application mm -hmm. elsewhere in your army. Okay? So, let's take some examples. Uh, the Soulblight Gravelord's D plus, what is it, D3 attacks or 3 attacks or whatever blah 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 thing that people put on the Velazda's lands. Mm-hmm. Right? There's plenty of ways to get bonus attacks in Soulblight Gravelords, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, we just talked but about people it still like that artifact yep. because it marries extra attacks with no cost, effectively, like in game. That is to say, it can't be denied, right? Right. Into this thing that I want to be better, like the Velazda's attacks, right? So these are sort of rote bonuses, but applied well, right? Okay. And I, I think there is value in that, right? I, I think we sort of, like, I think we kind of oh, undercut ourselves. I mean, early on, I was already kind of jettisoning boring numbers from, from my design principles. And you're like, no, no, no. Let me let me, let me me speak. Right? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, an artifact that's like, I don't know, plus one to save and, uh, and, and, and something else, right? You'd be like, yeah, okay. Well, I right? mean, that's, that's where you're, you're kind of breaking, like, action economy or buff economy. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And so I, they I can think... be very rote effects, but still valuable. They might just be numbers or it might be something like run and charge all the time. Run and charge and shoot and charge, whatever. Or yeah. run and charge or retreat and charge, right? Uh, whatever. Yeah? Yeah. So, which is going to lead into my second category, okay? Because that was sort of my second category. My second category is strategy enablers. Okay. So strategy enablers are like like that run and charge or run and shoot artifact could be part of that. Um, things that are the knowing eye uh, in in uh, the knowing eye in Beast of Chaos unlocks you wanting to play actual uh, all uh, all herd because you're like you start <laughs> you start seeing how many like command points you can generate or how many uh, command points you can generate which turn into summoning points and so now your whole strategy becomes this big summoning game it completely sure and it could be you... like your whole strat or just enable another wing of your strats right like you could have three different strats in the game and this one turns that that substrat on right right and that would be fine right so that's one um the Deg's claw or whatever Morbeck's. <laughs> Sure. The one that you can like just give everybody around you plus, plus two, two cast, right? Yeah. So suddenly it's like, okay, your magic strat, your magic game just got a lot better, right? right. You can rely more on your spells. Right. So that's like it's it's built something out of, you know, your your Yeah, your, now your, your necromancer is guaranteeing the Van Hells, which is a huge deal. You know? Right. Yeah. Right. It sort of opened up some new avenue, right, of how you play. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's a good magic item. I yep. Think. It's the main one. And the third category of interesting magic items are things that have a random but insanely bigly outsized effect. Okay. Random but now, bigly is how I'm I'm uh correct. Now <laughs> Spike hates these. This is important to note. Spike will disagree with my category here, but Timmy will love these. Okay. 
so this is like the Oaken Club of the Giant or whatever. That like every time you die, roll a die on a four up, you don't die. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, this is sort of Japan. This is this is sort of judgment, like through and through. Like sure, like it's this wacky outsized effect, but it's sort of randomly tripped, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's not a huge number of those in the game, but they're around. Um, the Nurgle's nail, the um, the sphere. Uh, whatever bronze orb there we go thank you um you know that that those kinds of things right like oh i'll just instantly slay archeon because <laughs> i rolled a six or whatever right like those make for good magic items people don't take them in a lot of top tournament lists which is fine mm-hmm. that's fine but people take them in a lot of lists and there's a difference there right, right. they're because they're bigly random they're they're not going to be a top table because you're not going to get to work all five games. Right. Right. No issue. But for your home games and the stuff that you're playing with, it's like wacky fun time adventure. Man, these are the kind of things you love to see in a book. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Because they will happen sometimes and you'll be like, Oh, he's yeah. dead. I got you with the ball. Yeah. Yep. Eat my ball. Archeon. <laughs> you're dead. <laughs> I was sweating. Uh, midnight orb. One just derpy ass necromancer throwing yeah. the like the the orb at my nagash one day, and I'm like, if this fucking necromancer kills the supreme lord of the undead with a stupid ball, I'm gonna lose my shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Just roll that one and six, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So stuff like that is fun, right? Mm-hmm. That's the third thing that makes a good magic item to me. So either. Like, good magic items are either things that have numbers that are just solid that you can rely on. Mm-hmm. That's the spike-friendliest magic item. You notice these aligned to the three psychic crafts. I know, I got you. Like, that, that that episode is the gift that just keeps on giving. Everyone should go actually stop my show right now, come back to the VOD later. And <laughs> nah, go keep watch. watching. Keep no, watching. Keep it's it's going to be around. Yeah. Uh, two is a strategy enabler. That's your Johnny loves those, right? Yep. And then three is your outsized rando effect. That's your Timmy type. Right. Mm-hmm. Those are your, those are what make good artifacts. Right. It's a simple math. Right. And so then you just got to figure out what does that, what meets that bar. And like once a game, you can do it. And on a three up, you do a mortal wound. If you roll over their bravery is not that. Nope. It's like the worst of all three. And there are items like that that exist. And I'm just like, I don't why. Who's, well, like, who's this for? I mean, I think it's really important right. to ask when you make an item, who's this for? Who's, who's going to take for? this? Yep. This is the area where they could do the most to start thinking, they, the designers, to start thinking in a Johnny Timmy Spike way. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, this, I mean, it's, it's, it's also like the easiest shit to fix if you get it wrong. Right. I mean, on one hand, it's just numbers. If it's the numbers are out of line, you just, it's a plus two instead of a plus three. You know, like people are taking this too much. It's a plus two now instead of a plus three. It's, this is the, these are the easiest things to throttle. Especially when they're in your GHB or whatever, like because they're your generic for the year of the season, yeah. season rules. This this should be where where I feel like, as a designer, you kind of you get to let your imagination go a little bit more wild because the repercussions, the 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 gamble, the trade off, the the risk to reward factor for sort of making someone's day and and really like sort of bringing something extra to the play is so much higher. Right. Right. So, yeah. so, so design dangerously when it comes to your magic items. 
you know, I'm going to steal one of your adages and just reappropriate it for uh, magic items. I like it. <laughs> I also like to live dangerously. Right. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, the other two, by the way, because I brought up the books because I had to remember. The Vial of Manticore Venom. Pick one of your weapons, add plus one to wound. Great. Introduce that in the addition that caps bonuses to hit and wound at one when plus one to wound is already scattered around enough. And the Seed of Rebirth, you can re-roll heroic recovery rolls for the bearer. Ho, 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 ho. You spoil me with this luxury. <laughs> my God. Oh, man. Real quick. Uh, now I know why I jettisoned them for my mind. Uh, Andrew yells, you got to make things that change your whole strategic approach uh, approach, or make a sick tactic, which is exactly what he was. He, that he, is that Andrew is a Johnny and he gave the Johnny answer, right? That's my second category. Yep. No, it was he literally, was, I, it, it was funny. I think he, he said it as you were starting to get into them and I just mm-hmm. caught it on the delay. So it's really funny that you were 100% in the line there. Yep. Um, go big or go home with magic items. 100% kicker. Um, so, uh, I, I, I made three items. Now, I don't know that they're okay. going to correlate directly to you because I noticed my uh, numbers are some. My spike uh, is somewhat lacking. Sure. But I think the you're, first one. That's fine. Might I don't actually, think you're a very spiky person. Yeah, not really. You know, I, I've got that. I've got that like base amount of competitive uh, competitiveness, even a little bit more of a like it's like a core of competitiveness that everyone has. But mine's a little bit amped up. And then that's kind of it. You know, it's not that Spike is inherently competitive, but, you know, I'm very, I'm far more interested in expressing something than proving something like it's when my combos work, I'm just like, I told you this would work. Like, you know, I'm just like, I'm so, um, so my first one is it's just thermal rider cloak. I'm like, it's just thermal rider cloak. It's just, it's just thermal rider cloak. But again, it's just thermal, right? Like mobility and flight. Fantastic. They could have dropped one of the four in. They could have called it thermal rider cloak. I would have been like, this is the greatest day of my life. My flying steam tank is back. We fixed it. You did it. GW. It's fine. It's fine. Like I think thermal rider cloak uh, actually fits kind of two of your, uh, two of your axioms. Um, It fits the sort of like outsized bonus or value. Because mm-hmm. not only do you get fly, but it gives you a bonus to movement. Yep. Know? And it's it's guaranteed, baby. Like, you're not rolling any dice. It just happens. Right. But then it's also right. unlock, unlocking some strategy. Yep. It, it, and now mean, you can have that flying stone horn going in deep. Yeah. Right? Or or whatever. Yeah. 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 I mean, there, there's so many things already in the game that, that you have to account for that fly that I don't see it as maybe a hundred years ago. With Age of Sigmar, it might have been like, okay, just being able to randomly give something fly, ooh, I don't know what that does to the economy of the table play. Right now, nah, man, it's just Thermal Rider Cloak. That's my first magic item as one of the four. First of all, I love it. I support it. I think you're exactly right. I have no pushback on this. I second the motion. <laughs> um, my second one's a cop-out. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's the Splode Orb, the Brass Orb. But it does two mm-hmm. things, and it's available for everyone. On a six-up, slays. If you want to, you can put some sort of, like, uh, caveat to it. Like, it can't slay a model uh, with X wound, too many wounds, right? Like it can Nah, only... you just make it so it has to do it like the Brass Orb, where it has to target the closest enemy unit, so you got to position it right. Sure. Uh, but uh, if, it's a, if, it's a, uh, if it's a single model, it can slay out right on a six-up. If mm-hmm. it's a, uh, a unit... Uh, you do, it's a, it's a horde killer, a horde breaker. 
So how are we going to assign that? Like a yes. five, on a five up. Love it. Great. Very Johnny-ish. Multiple rolls. So it does two. Nice. Does two things. Mm -hmm. uh, make it a once per game. You know, so yep. on once per game you might slay Archeon outright. Keep or it short can, range. Yeah. Or you yep. can you can stick your neck out board and board sweeper a unit. Like love it. Or like, you know, five ups slay your five, you know roll for every model in the unit if it has you know a wound. You know, a wound characteristic of one slate, all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's two. And uh, number three, this is going to be D&D &D story time. One of my absolute favorite items that always ends up in all the random treasure piles is the Cape of the Montebank. Good old Cape of the Montebank, yes, absolutely. I've been trying to find one in our current D&D &D game. Things are like like rooster teeth in my game right now. Because I'm sure my GM doesn't want to give my rogue who gets into lots of uh, ridiculous shenanigans as they try to rob water deep blind. Uh, teleport, so, you know, well, there you go. I mean, the thing is, they like, even in 5th edition, they've, like, s significantly nerfed it from before. I think it actually takes a full-on action to activate. Like, before it was, that like, right. movement or something like that. Like, it gives you lightly obscured now, so it does do something. But yeah. anyways, yeah, I get your point. Yeah, so it's like, they've, they've, they've worked to rein it in, and parties will always find ingenious ways to use it anyway. Sure. It's, it's one of those, and so, I think a, a teleport an item that gives teleport in some manner. It could be a once per game. Uh, you can limit it, must not be in combat type thing, because I know some people hate teleporting out of combat. Um, but just a once per game teleport. Sure. I think. Unlock some some strategies, uh, being able to, to redeploy uh, with a unit. Uh, hell, if you have a redeploy, and if you want to stack some efficiency on top of it, redeploy, and then on a five up, can, uh, can shoot or charge. So like you can go for the nine inch. I love it. Just I love it. Simple, straightforward. Do two things. I'm not reinventing the wheel. I'm not throwing like word soup at anybody. Um, just straightforward. I think it it the sort of items that not every not every book has avail like has access to stuff like this, mm -hmm. and it really just sort of unlocks just potential for other armies. Uh, I maybe my weakest one is actually the teleport, but in the right hands, they're going to be looking at that and going like. Oh, yeah. I get it. Do you mind, Meth, if I step away for just a moment? I need to go help my wife or something. No, go ahead. I'll, I'll, t I'll talk to Chat Gang for a little bit. If you can, if you can, Chat Gang, I apologize. I, I my, when my wife texts, it's, you know, good to, good to answer. So, uh, give me like five minutes. Yeah, right no, back. take your time. Take your time. Um, Mr. Meth and Vince, serious question. If I rock up to the tournament with a bunch of rocks that I may look like a rogue idol, do you think that would be okay? Um, I personally think it's okay, Hades. Uh, most people tend to be pretty receptive of you putting in effort, and that's the main thing. If it's literally a pile of rocks, maybe not. <laughs> like it's just like you've you've like uh, super glued some rocks into like a clump on a base. Uh, probably not. But if you've like tried to make it look like an automaton or like like in the you know sort of like a semi humanoid. Uh, I think that's uh, I think that's totally fine. Personally, uh, I think you might even get some like some cool points for it being literal rocks, and you know rocks are sweet, especially if you have like some geodes and shit in there. Maybe that'd be super dope. Uh, James is a camel confirmed. Uh, this is Doggo. Doggo James. Did something happen with the, with uh, with with Doggo James? Oh no. Oh yeah, no, that'd be excellent. Sounds like rock pile snobbery to me. Uh, no, I, I think it, I, I personally think it'd be cool. Obviously, consult with your TO always. Um, 
but I personally think it would be cool. Um, and the community tends to be very, very responsive and receptive to effort. So put the effort in, and no one cares. Uh, Andrew Yells and Hotspur both dropping a thousand RDP to remind everyone that Chat Gang ain't nothing to fuck with. Um, I'm out gonna watch AEW. Oh, how good! How good is Punk being back? I actually, I simultaneously hate C- CM Punk is one of those universally beloved wrestlers, so I hate him for it. I hate how liked that person is, but uh, but uh, it's kind of awesome. Uh, I will not be dancing. No, thank you. No one wants to see that. Doggo James is fine. He got a trim because he is hot and he drinks water once a day for three minutes straight. <laughs> Good. Uh, Doggo James. Yeah. Doggo James is great, Doggo. Um, really chill for a Pomeranian. Um, love aid. Oh, AEW has re- reignited the spark in me for, for wrestling. They remember that wrestling should be fun and entertaining. Uh, <laughs> might get the wood fence mask. Like, actually just just break off a chunk of, of a fence for its, its mask. And then, like, paint on it. There you go. Going to All Out next week? Whoo, hell yeah. Uh, one of my buddies just got back from, uh, might have been a house show? I don't know. Maybe what what uh what pay per view was like has just passed. They might have been at that. Orange Cassidy wrestled. I don't remember who who he wrestled. Orange Cassidy wrestled though. Oh yeah, that sucks. But at least they're being responsible, right? No, I I again effort 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 is king. Um, Sylvaneth players are mad. Any anyone want have any questions about MAQ or uh, FAQ before? Uh... Might have been Matt Hardy. <laughs> it's literally a five dollar piece of styrofoam. I think the rocks will be cooler. Or Orange Cassidy versus Kenny Omega versus Pac is my favorite match of all time. All right, later, dude. Enjoy, uh, enjoy AEW. Anyone have any FAQ uh, questions they want me to address? Anything like that? Uh, we can go back to it because I know some of y'all missed uh, the beginning part of the show. Uh, should I use the FAQ in my tournament tomorrow? My gut... Uh, easy time to make a, uh, to make an old, uh, nineties pop reference. Uh, you know, my mind keeps telling me no, but my body, my body keeps telling me yes. Uh, my gut says no. Um, but it's your tournament and what does your gut say? Um, I think the ward stuff alone is enough to kind of be like, mm, no. And some of the, uh, tournament uh, some of the uh, uh, changes to the battle plans. Uh, I mean, those those two things would make me hesitant to change it. Uh, 
Uh, with the new long shanks, do they have to completely finish the move over the terrain? That's an interesting one. Let me check the reading. Let's go to the tapes. Huh? Hey, hey. I'm uh, back. Thank you all. Apologize. So with the new long shanks, do they have to finish? I don't think they'd have to finish. I think you could uh, change the rule to when this unit makes a normal move, run, or retreat, it can ignore other models of terrain features. So it can ignore, meaning if you want to, you can end partially up the uh, terrain feature if you'd really like to do that. Yep. So You just can't end within three inches of an enemy as per normal. So. Right. So yeah, you if you want to, you can long shanks your way halfway halfway up a building. What were the most impactful FAQs? Because the ones I saw didn't seem that impactful. Uh, Single-handedly, the ward save is just uh, dumb tastic. It's again, mm -hmm. I, I think it's the most reviled thing I've ever seen in an FAQ. Uh, sort of. I think that's true. I think that's absolutely true. Yeah. Uh, so that's like number one. Uh, number two, the change to KO might be pretty upsetting the longer the community gets to sit with that change <laughs> right now i don't know sure that. once they realize the evil of the thing <laughs> right yeah so uh i think that might be number two and if i were to do number three let me think um hmm uh the sylvaneth woods screw up yeah i guess that would be and that would be yeah and then like totally just removing an ability from an from an entire army would probably be number three yes Hades, it's a lot to explain, but non-ward save wards are now all, all stack again accidentally. And they stack with wards and bodyguards and everything else. So all the old worded stuff that is doesn't say ward. So it's all problematic. It's clearly stupid. Hopefully it gets fixed on Monday when they come back in the office. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think the Eye of Sheeran change is good. I actually think it's a, a quality change. Sure. Um, I think that's actually like identified the correct problem. Changed it in a way to where it's still impactful and it feels like you have an ability that's meaningful, but uh, uh, now you're not just an unkillable, just kind of punching above your weight class and people's entire armies can't stop it type yep. god god situation. Uh, what was the, the KO change is that in the Alpha Beast pack, you can replace the D6-inch pregame move with a fly high. So you can teleport with basically your entire army and two boats to anywhere you want on the board before the game begins, and then go weapons free. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, and the OBR change is good. Absolutely, it's uh, I mean, it's like a thirty percent buff to the army. Um, it's it's just good. It's what the it's what they mostly want. I know some people want to be able to use bludgeon and shield wall, um, in the same phase. I don't care about that personally. Uh, I think it's fine that you have a choice between offense and defense. I think one of the main problems for Ossiarch Bone Reapers going into the NPE zone is when they have the best offense and the best defense on the same thing. And uh, I would like to stay out of the danger zone, even if I don't think it's a problem. I would like to stay out of the danger zone because I want to play my army without walking up to the table and people going, every time. <laughs> sure. So, yeah. So stay, and it's like, like that, that's where like, I've heard this iterated a couple different ways and worded a couple different ways. But the basic premise is I want my army to be like A tier or B tier. Um, I want to be out of the, like, the S tier with the armies I play. Because I want to, like, one, let my skills show through and my decision-making. I want to Johnny my way to the to the big finish, right? Like, um, so I want to, like, have something that's that's good, doesn't put me on the back foot, but, like, requires me to, to play, it, like, well and think about. And furthermore, I don't want something that my opponent starts out 
feeling negatively, and then I spend, like, half the game winning them over to, like, having an enjoyable game. Um, like, I've done it. I have my, like, best sports with Nagash when he was peak the most hated single model in the game, which is the Nagash Grimgas Reaper, you know, plus 60, or 30 and 40 skeletons season to taste if you were that type of a player. Like, I, I played Nagash in that landscape in the Midwest where there was a particular amount of, of hatred for that that single model. UK viewed him a little bit more fav favorably, and I won a best sports on that. But that's because every game I played with that model, most of the time I was like the PR guy and trying to prove to people that, no, 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 I really do just love this this character. Which obviously I have a entire show and stuff and people know now, but back then, no. Like, you're, you're, you're basically having to PR for your army and prove that you're one of the people who actually loves it, and you're not just playing it because it's busted or bent or whatever the public perception is of it. And I like to be in that place where people let me be me and play the game with them in a manner that they're going to enjoy. So. Illogical. Yeah. Um, can Bellacore stop fly high? Yes. Uh, no, sorry. No, I apologize. No, he cannot. He cannot stop fly high. Because fly high is instead of normal move. So you always get to do it. And he doesn't have it on his list. Can Mosker on painted rocks? I don't believe so. Uh, I've never had an issue with... like Because your rocks are generally going to be varnished and painted and stuff like that. So no, I've never I've never had an issue. I have rocks I painted God, 20 years ago. I've never had an issue. I mean, I've never tried to get them wet and leave them outside. So I don't know. I mean, I guess anything's possible. Life finds a way. That's what Jurassic Park taught me. But if we're talking about holding it in a relatively dry space, I don't think you have any issues. Yeah, uh, so to sum it up, it was mostly a fuck-up with a few good things here and there. I think it was mostly, like, layups, to use uh, Vince's earlier metaphor. It was mostly layups with a couple just perplexing changes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it was mostly fine. Like, we were highlighting the big, impactful things, right, which were kind of screw-ups. But there was good stuff in there. Like, it was mostly just like, yep, 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 cool, cool, yep, cool. Yeah, you know, like, that was that was my reaction reading most of it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and again, I, I usually like a good litmus test for me is like, honestly, like think about your armies and that your armies and your armies your friends play. Like think about your direct circle and ask your direct friends. Like I'm like I'm not carried about I'm not caring about the internet hot takes and what the aggregate of every Zinch player in the world. Like the Steinbeck the Steinbeck rule was like, you know, writers are all taught, you know, to know your audience, right? Steinbeck had like the galaxy brain take, which pro which probably means it was yeah, Steinbeck had the galaxy brain take, which is the same as the Miyazaki take, which is like, actually, your audience can just be an audience of one. And you think about that one person when you make art or when you make something. Sure. Um, I feel that that's similar when you're trying to, like, get empathy for other people. You don't have it's really difficult to think about a hundred people. So just kind of like find a couple and think about what they think or ask them what they think. And then you don't need that to be a prescriptive judgment on all Zinch players, but it's going to help you have a better, a little bit better understanding of like what might be going on. And if you get a couple people that you respect and are in your direct circle and you value equally their opinions, but they have two different opinions, you're going to start gaining really, a really good sort of empath empathetic uh, sort of broad take on what, what's going on. And, uh, yep. and so, like, my first check is, like, what had happened to my armies. Cool. Awesome. Uh, and then my second check is what happened to all my friends' armies. And that's usually, like, the thing is, is, like, that doesn't help you with the game state. And the game state is they broke ward saves. So. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yep. 
Uh, but I think on an individual level, like a lot of good stuff, or just like, yeah, whatever. Um, maybe right. wanting a little bit more, whatever. But, yeah. But the headlines are the headlines. Like, you don't tune into the news and hear today, a lot of normal things happened. <laughs> things were mostly fine. No, you tune in and it's like, person shot. Yeah. Disease spreads, you know, Hurricane. fires, house burned down, hurricane coming, you know, not like, you don't turn it tune into the weather and it's like normal weather in most places. It's <laughs> not how it works. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, uh, yeah, that, there you go. You, we resummarized it. So jumping back into magic items here, we talked about like what you talked about your three things that, that make a, good magic item, you know, provides an mm -hmm. outsized bonus, uh, their strategy enablers or they're random, but bigly. <laughs> so do you have like a handful of items that you'd put on your, your top, your list of four? Are there, Oh, you bet I do buddy. Okay. You bet I do. All right. All right. Yeah. I'm ready. Here we go. All right. So first things first, I want to fix the seed of rebirth. It's a great idea and a heal should be a type of thing you can use in the game. But instead of making it some dumb Gyran flavored nonsense uh, of the seed of rebirth, instead, we're going to call it the amulet of the berserker. Okay. <laughs> uh, and the amulet of the berserker works like this. All right. If you slay a model in combat, in the combat phase, mm -hmm. at the end of the combat phase, you heal a D3 wounds. In addition, your bravery counts as 10 for heroic recovery. Okay? Now, what this means is it's good on sort of melee heroes, not as good on non-melee heroes, right? Mm -hmm. It encourages you to get in there and play the game. It does allow you to heal up to 2d3 per turn. Like, if you're in combat and fighting, right? Because you could heroic recovery every turn. And you could do this, right? But you have to be out there to get that full bonus. You can't just be sitting on your hands, right? You got to be out there mixing it up. Yeah. So that's my that's my fixed seed of rebirth. They've always been so scared of healing in this game, and then they just like they they've just seemingly don't care and have handed it out now, like in giant ways to some characters. I want to give it to the I want to give it to the everyman. The problem with healing, my friend, is that the 1% have claimed all the healing. I want to give it to every man. Yeah, there you go. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So there you go. That's my first item. Uh, my second item, okay, is going to be my simple, a simplest one. Okay? Mm -hmm. It's just the simplest thing in the world, but especially in the current game state, if we're not going to fix safe stacking, then it should exist. You ready? I've got two versions of this. I'll let you pick the one you want. Okay. Here's the first version. It's the boring version. Okay? And it's called the Sword of Sharpness. And the Sword of Sharpness has neg three rend. Easy. Okay? That's version one. That's the boring version. But it works. Just choose a weapon you have. Can't be on the mount, of course, as always. That's how the rules work, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Choose a weapon you have. It gets now neg three rend. I like okay. the. Uh, sorry, I don't want to. This this comment's too great. Uh, the hammer and sickle of healing. <laughs> the hammer and sickle yeah. of healing. <laughs> For the people. That's right. <laughs> We're going to redistribute the healing. 
<laughs> oh, that's great. Thank you for that. Sorry. Okay. Type one, boring, rent, three. Got it. Yes. So that's that's fine. That would be a perfectly fine item, right? There's nothing wrong with it. It's straightforward, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. Here's option two. Choose a single weapon you have, okay? The rend of that item increases by one, okay? It's a me- melee weapon. This is melee only, not shooting, right? Okay. We don't want to encourage this. Both of these are melee only, by the way, I should state. Uh, so choose a single melee weapon you have. The rend of that increases by one. In addition, anytime you roll a six to wound, neg five rend. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Right? I put it on the wound so it's not double triggering with all the six to hit things Mm -hmm. that a lot of characters have. Right? So it can still work. It's less powerful than mortal wounds, to be honest. Right? I mean, that's what it's generally doing. Most times it's less powerful. But it's definitely the sword of sharpness where it's like, oh, crit. Boom. (laughs) Boom goes your arm. Right? Yeah. And uh, and th- so that's why I called this the sword of sharpness. You can either take the sort of simple take on it or the complicated take on it. I personally would choose the second one every time. I think that second one's awesome. Me too. You know, so like you got a neg one ren weapon, it becomes neg two, and then you roll the six to wound. It's like neg five ren. What? Yeah. 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 Slice, baby. Again, <laughs> less good than a mortal wound, right? But somehow so much cooler. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Isn't Neg 5 Rend way cooler than a Mortal Wound? Oh, yeah. Like, you had an entire generation of players in Age of Sigmar playing, uh, uh, was it Gyre Strike? Was it? No, not Gyre Strike. What was it? The, the, just. Gyre Strike was the plus one to hit, plus one to wound sword. Plus one to wound. There was a, there was a Rend weapon where just people were just obsessing over it for a small, a small period in time in there. Oh, man, it's gone. Oh, it was, sorry, it was Beast of Chaos. We were just, like, obsessing over, like, Turbo Axe. Sorry, never mind. Just You're Beast fine. of Chaos nonsense. <laughs> we're like, it's our negative five red axe. It's just, like, laughing about it. Sorry. But that's a solid offense item. Like, that Vile the Manticore Venom is so stupid. You should have a solid offense item in there, right? Yep. And something that lets you, like, get in there and do work, son, mm-hmm. is real good. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay. So there's... There's my second. Like that's a that's another item again. Pick it how you want, right? Okay. Chaos Rune Blade. That was the one Frank was obsessing over. That's right. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, continuing on with my D and D themed items, mm-hmm. right? I didn't think about handing out flying. All right, but I did think about sort of speed. I I, I too had some thoughts about mobility, mm-hmm. and for that I went back to the old uh the old boots speed okay so here's how that's going to work in this Mm -hmm. so first of all you can't be flying and use this magic item like if you have flying you may not select this item okay okay your movement characteristic is doubled and may never be reduced in any way all right. Okay. But you can't have flying. Okay. So we can't give it to any flying characters. So you got to be a ground pounder. You got to run on your booties. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go, okay. go, go, good boots. That's uh, right. So your movement characteristic is doubled and can never be reduced in any way. All right. So you, all the spells that say half your movement, nope, 
you ignore those, right? Uh, now, you said it doesn't affect your charges. People can still top you for you know, half your charges and stuff like that is normal, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. At the end of every turn, all right? Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, also with the the, uh, the boot speed, okay? So, yes, your movement characteristic is doubled. It can never be reduced in any way, right? And you gain plus one to charge. That's just, sorry, that was the other part of that that I didn't mention. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just a nice, simple plus one to charge. Easy, easy, good bonus. Yep. Right? At the end of each battle round, you roll a die. On a one, the magic of the boots run out, and you are now exhausted. Your movement characteristic is halved and may never be increased for the rest of the game. All right. Okay. That's it. Yeah. It's at the end of the battle round, not the turn. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's a big old item. Yet if, if that was like, if people don't think that's a big enough bonus, that's my sort of big bonus, but with some randomness one. Right. Yeah. If people don't think that was big enough, you could always do like plus two to charge or something like that. You yeah. know, and that would be a yeah, huge it's just bonus. Num- numbers. That's are yeah. 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 You're, you're, you're hitting the average, the seven inch charge on a five. You know, that's, that's a big deal. You know, yeah. even hitting it on a six is a huge deal. Um, so I just, I like things like that, right? That are like, oh, you ran a lot, now you're tired. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's very straightforward. So, so we got to, like, so we got to make our list now for, for the GHB. You know, you've got three items, I've got three items. There's two items in the GHB. First of all, let's put more items than, than four in here. That's number one. Right. So would you just put all six of ours in there? Do you think yeah. that might... Like, go eight. Yeah. Let's have eight items. Eight's pretty reasonable. <laughs> Well, like, because your your speed boots aren't stepping on the toes necessarily of thermal rider cloak. Right, it's They're... very different sort of thing. Yep. Right. Yep. One's got the charge bonus baked in there. It's you can turbo speed something like way faster than just like a four inch guy getting you know flying. Right. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's kind of an interesting choice, right? Plus, I love the idea of like uh twenty six inch move. Uh, stone horns. <laughs> be amazing, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Just like scoot your butt around, baby. Just go. Yeah. But the fact that you can't fly means you can still like. There's counterplay to it, right? Right. Perhaps it's a huge bonus to move, but there's counterplay because I can just sort of set up chaff lines and and create areas of the board you can't go into. Yeah. Right. That's why I like stuff like that. Because the problem with things like the fox is not only does he move a million, million miles, but he also flies. So it's just literally, and he's on a small base, so it's just teleport. It's, he, he basically just moves wherever he wants every turn. Yeah. Right? That's not interesting. There's no counterplay there. But, like, with just being super fast, right, but on the ground, it's like, okay, now you can have people in the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, my cape of the mountebank is just, like, a once per, you know, like. Sure. Uh, I would, to sweeten the pot, allow it to be used in combat once per game. You're just like, bamf. <laughs> and you have to say it. <laughs> you have to say bamf, yeah. We should make some kind of... Uh, like, there are others we could do. Like, you I notice we didn't, we didn't make any... Neither was made a defensive item? Like, we didn't yeah, sure. Because, because I think defense is the least interesting thing you can do, and it becomes automatically the outsized choice. And by the way, I think like the best defensive item you could potentially design already exists. It's called Amulet of Destiny. It is. No, it's perfect. Like, I mean... What else would you do? I mean, just a five. You would do a once a game. You can't be targeted. You just give them a cloud of midnight type of thing. Yeah, that's the only other choice, right? Because you got to go. Because this is consistent and solid. Yeah, you doppel, have to do doppelgangers. It one time you, it's either doppelganger's spike. cloak or this, right? Like, right. That's it. Right. 
Yep. And you could put both in, and you're asking whether or not you want the to just once per game be immune on the important turn or have the consistency. Sure. And they fit two different roles, and that that's the only way to make another item in that in the defense category. Um, and it really, the funny part would be, I think you know, here here we go, Meth. How much longer do you want to go? By the way, how, how long do you want to? Uh, on you, you but like I, just, I think I got about half hour in me. I, I want to do an after hour stream here and play some uh, Psychonauts too. So, and sounds I know, good. I know you have right, a regular, regular. Let's game let's do a meth. Would you like to? I'm I'm going to change the rules here. Now. Okay, I'm All flipping right. it. I'm All flipping right. this. Okay, I'm taking over this show. No, that's fine. All right. So here we go. We're going to do a fun challenge here, Meth. You and I have both played D and D for most of our lives, or some version of role playing games. Like the and grade the list of D and D magic items is long, very long. It's super long. Okay, so now we're gonna do the D and D magic Warhammer challenge. Okay, okay, where I'm going to get, we're gonna pick some random magic items, and then we'll go back and forth and design the the Warhammer version of that. Ooh, them. I love it. All right, I love All it. Right. No, I love this. Okay. All right. So, uh, let's see. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start. Where should we begin? Hang on, hang on. Start while with some armor. While you're looking, I just really want to real quick shout out Go to a, like a great comment I saw here in, in in chat about how they missed the Hydra's teeth that allowed you to summon skeletons. That's a design space I would love to live in a little bit in Age totally. of Sigmar. Like when I saw Kritza, I was like, oh man, if Kritza had like a once per game summon 20 clan rats. You know, like something yeah, like yeah. that. Like that would Giant be... Giant rats? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. giant rats, whatever it is. Yeah, like something like yeah. that would be so awesome. I would like a little bit. Of, not you can't go ham. Just like Nagash's hand of dust, and like there's a like there's a daughters of Cain equivalent. Like a couple, of, you got to keep that stuff fun and impactful. It's got to be sparing. But like a couple of things that just like, uh, you know, a sort of the skeleton lord, plus one to sure. spell casting, unbinding, blah 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 down the line. You know, uh, and then once per game, summon summon five skeletons or sure. what ten skeletons, whatever. Like, awesome. You know, <laughs> like just something like totally. that. No, that's sweet as. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Agreed. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. All right, let's do armor first. Here we go. We're, yeah. I'm going to pick an armor. And my armor choice, Meth, I'll let you, you go for you. You get the first design. You ready? All Dwarven right. plate. This is super classic, been around forever, almost the whole history of DD. Dwarven plate. Okay, so Dwarven plate in various iterations has been high uh, high fort or heavy fort. Yep. So what it does right now, I'll give you the rules right now. Okay. While wearing this armor, you gain an additional plus two bonus to AC. It's, it's plus two armor, right? Mm -hmm. In addition, if an effect moves you, in addition, if an effect moves you against your will along the ground, you can use your reaction to reduce the distance you are moved by up to 10 feet. And it's obviously plate mail. So highly defensive and stops movement. Now there's not a lot of move effects Right in, uh, in in the game, that is to say, somebody else moves you. So that's not a great inspiration. But right. what what are you doing with that? So, hang on a second. Seeing this, I just got a. I'm on call, of course, so I scheduled like you're okay. Most impactful do you want me to take the first one because I got this one? Yeah, you take this one for me. You do your thing. Here we go. Dwarven plate. Ready? Your armor save characteristic becomes three plus. Okay, that's number one. In addition, okay, uh, if uh, if any single uh, attack, or however you would word that, 
would deal more than two damage to you, it deals two damage. Okay? So it basically caps the damage you can receive off of any single thing to two up. To two, two damage, sorry. Okay? There you go. Easy. So, so Dwarven... So base three up characteristic, right? Characteristic of three plus. Yep. And if anything would deal, if any single attack or whatever, you know, whatever the appropriate wording there is, just just copy, sorry, Gotrek's wording. But instead of reducing it to one, nothing can ever do more than two to you. Seems pretty sweet. There you go. <laughs> Durthu does not like dwarves now. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, Durthu's sword suddenly cut from like six damage to two. Right? Like, yeah, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there you go. That's that's my dwarven plate. All these would obviously need thought and balancing, but this is the lightning round. This is off the top of our head. Yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Meth, are you ready? I'm going to give you another one. Okay. All right. We're going to give you the ring. Ring. There's so many classic rings. Okay. Right? Yep. Okay. So for you, Meth, we're going to go for literally the oldest and most classic ring in all of fantasy. Hall of Fantasy, the Ring of Invisibility, right? Okay, it's assassin's ability. It just okay. gives the unit the assassin ability. You can like stash into like a like a th- uh huh yeah. You just you just stash it, and I I, I want to give you like an arbitrary bonus a lot of times when I do something like that. But I feel like that is such a powerful effect in and of itself. I love it. Like there'd be a cap. You can't be. You can't have like the monster keyword or something, right? But other than that, yeah. You just hide in a unit like an assassin. Yep. Right? Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Fantastic. That's amazing. <laughs> like, that's a great strat opener right there. Yeah. Right? Be like, oh, boom. <laughs> I was here the whole time. Yeah. So how? Well, like, I right? mean, even like, you know, when you've got like, uh, like models like, um, you know, like uh, the, the, the humble beast lord that's taken down a keeper of secrets with a sort of judgment, you know, like one of those mm-hmm. models that's just actually kind of pound for pound, like punches above its weight class, just with like, it's amount of rerolls. It's got like two rand, like something like sure. that. Now you're stashing that in a unit and you're just like, everyone's just looking around. Like I, I would add some extra fluff text to where it actually still operates to like deliver universal buffs or, you know, sure. like usually like things that are in reserve tend to not be on the table. It would functionally be on the table for like a couple things. You know, like, or you could even go wacky with it just to, like, I like clean rules. It is treated as being in any unit until you reveal it in the unit, so you can project. Oh, yeah, sure. That's Well, that's how the assassin works. He doesn't have to be, you don't have to, dic- you do not have to uh, dictate the assassin's unit beforehand. He can just, you can just choose to pop right. out anywhere. Yeah. 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 Cunning <laughs> <Yep. laughs> mega boss on foot. Let's go. Yeah, another one that pops Yeah, man. <laughs> just pops out of unit of brutes like, oi, boom. Be yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, great. Right? Yeah. Okay, I'll challenge myself. That was a home run. That was that was easy. (laughs) That was great. That was really good. I would not have thought of that. I love I love it. Okay, I'm gonna challenge myself here. Well, I'll move to the rod. Okay, Mm. so I'm gonna pick what, in my estimation, is the coolest and most classic. If you don't say the one I'm thinking of, I'm gonna be very disappointed in you. The rod of lordly might. Okay, is my pick. That's fine. What was your pick? It's immovable. Immovable rod. But like, Look, how do you design that as an item? Too. 
Yeah. I love immovable rods as well. I had a character that literally only moved through immovable rods. Like I had multiple sets of them and I would jump around with acrobatics and click them in midair and then use them to flip around like well, Spider-Man. It's, it's one of those items that you accidentally always find even better and better like uses for. Like you're just like, sure. oh, the thing's trying to break through the door. Immovable rod. Like, it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just... It got a lot weaker now, I'll say, in the current edition. Like yeah. it got way pushed out. It's only an uncommon item now. Yeah. And it's like you only you can move it with strength checks and stuff. I mean, it's Boo. a hard strength check, but sure. Boo. It's, it's not truly immovable. Boo. But... <laughs> we made a we made a weird turbine with them or something like that because we figured out with the physics, like the rod can't move, but the amount of force that you would put in it doesn't go nowhere. And so like sure. if you could build like some sort of thing that like took the vibration on it, like we made turbines yeah. out of it. I love it. Um, All right. So the Rod of Lordly Might is this classic item that like has a bunch of weird buttons on it and it pops into different items, right? It can like turn into an axe and it can turn it, it can like shoot out like a grappling hook and it, it it's it's crazy, yeah. right? Yeah, it's Batman yeah. and a stick. Is what we're... Yeah, it's it's the wackiest item. Uh, my like 17th level paladin in our ongoing campaign, my literal favorite D&D character I've ever played, the game that Tom's running has a Rod of Lordly Might. Now, the important part about the Rod of Lordly Might is it has three sort of, like, abilities it can use once a day. Drain life, paralyze, and terrify. Okay? So, I'm going to say that we're going to translate the general version of this, like, it's all of its different sort of attacks and stuff, right? Into, uh, into the following thing, which is just... Uh, the rod gives you plus one to hit. Okay? That's it. That's yeah. that's just going to be a basic thing. Okay? Yeah, it can turn into the right weapon that you need for the right moment. So, like, yeah, so you're always at a plus one, one to hit. hit. Yep, exactly. It's sort of shape-shifting nature. All right. Once per game, after you slay an after you slay a model, you can choose to heal a d6 wounds. In addition, once per game... Okay. Are these separate After, separate or you can trigger them separately or you, you can yeah, trigger, you can, the you trigger one these separately or together or whatever, okay. right? All right. In addition, once per game, uh in the shooting phase, you can choose uh a unit within twelve inches and uh roll two D six or something like that, three D six. Let's say let's say three D six. If you roll greater than their move characteristic they cannot move in the next in their next movement Ooh, phase. That's good. That's good. Okay. Yeah. And then once per game at the beginning of the enemy charge phase, you can act. So that was paralyzed, right? So you got yep. drain life, the heal off the kill, mm -hmm. paralyze the stop somebody from moving, and then terrify once per game at the start of the enemy charge phase. You can activate its terrifying property and uh, any enemies. Uh, within uh, 12 inches of the bearer are neg one to charge. Cool. See, I would have went with force of bravery uh, test out of sync because I always think those are actually... Oh, sure, like an out of sync battle shock test? Yeah, an out of sync battle shock test because out of shock... That could have been a good way to go, sure. Like out, out of sync because you're not usually benefiting from all the stuff that says like immune or bonuses to because they almost always say in the battle shock phase. So it gets sure. around some of that and you can bravery bomb somebody like on the charge in the charge phase like, <laughs> like, you know, like yeah yeah that, but no i like that too yeah yeah i'd go for a minus two to tar charge i think a minus one's like you know, two feels like wow 
you know. It's a big penalty. I'm just trying to kind of rein it in and keep it a little reasonable, but sure, it's yeah. fine. I mean, I'm, it's doing three to... things, so it's okay if it does three minor things, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I was trying to be aware of, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, dude. You get the weapon. Ooh, okay? Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. I mean, there's so many good weapons, right? I mean, like, the, the D&D is about cool weapons. Yeah. But we're going to pick the one that I think is, like, tragically stupid in the current rules of D&D, but is like, got the coolest name and is one of the coolest themes of a weapon ever. Mm-hmm. All right? And that is the Nine Lives Stealer. I had okay? one of these on my Aijutsu Masters. Love it. Perfect Aijutsu Master Blade, right? Like, oh. bam. This is Katana. <laughs> yeah, sure. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I had a Aijutsu Master. Uh, oh, so good. Um, that was a wacky game. Um, ooh, see, this is a tough one. I got. I feel like so. With the exception of combat, combat's the only thing you can get into like nine times because technically you fight twice, right? Sure, there, yeah, there could be ten ten combat rounds in right. the game. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to go for cheeky verisimilitude. You can only do this nine times. Okay. <laughs> so you can't do it all ten rounds. Right. Okay. Sure. Um, which is fine because you might not get into combat the first round. If you have double activations, that counts too. Like uh, sure. go off activations, so yep. nine nine activations. Um, double activations is too powerful. Sure. Like so, I think that's right. I out. mean, the way the nine life stealer works now, just to baseline you, right, mm-hmm. is if you score a critical hit, then you can choose to activate its thing. Mm-hmm. If, they, if, they, if you score a critical hit and they have less than 100 hit points, you can activate this thing, and then they make a con check, and if they fail, they're slain instantly because you steal their soul. Right. And the sword eats their soul. I mean, this is just, this is sort of judgment, but you can only do it nine times. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> it's just sort of judgment, but limited to nine times. I, You know what? I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> it's just when you roll a six. Yep. Just blammo, blammo, mortal wounds. <laughs> You cannot trigger it more than nine times in the game. You get, you have to like every six to hit counts as one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. You yeah. did it, and you fix sort of judgment too. So it's like it's not over. It's not. <laughs> yeah, too you can only do now, this. Right? You can only like you can only do it nine times in the whole game. So like you have I love nine it. sixes that you just queue up and just become d six yeah. mortals. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. <laughs> it's fantastic. You 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 have done it. You have succeeded. I I fully approve this. I ship this. I'm with it. I'm good. Okay. Cool. All right. See, they we've gotten away. I, I do you fear as a tangent on Rantcast here? I know these are unheard of. Do you fear sure. we've gotten a little bit too far away from stuff like that? Like a little wackiness in the in the magic items where like I arbitrarily you can only do this nine times. Like and you're just like, what? You know, like we, we see a little bit with like spellcast ranges being thirteen and Skaven. Do you think we've gone a little bit too far away from that? In our, especially our magic items, maybe like. I mean, I like wacky stuff, so I'm always a fan of it. Is my answer mm-hmm. right? Um, I I don't see any real problem with it. I think having stuff like that is fun. It's interesting. It's kind of it's very memorable, mm-hmm. right? It 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 makes the thing kind of stand out when it has a weird limitation like that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um. So it, it you know to me it's not it's not a bad thing to have that kind of fun. Um. So, yeah, <laughs> Glitch said, oh, no, you can only do 96 mortals week. I'll take my Nick one bravery aura artifact. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're right. You're right. Yeah. We got we to gotta hit at least the level of Neg one bravery. You're right. 
It's a good point. You really, you got me there. Okay. All right. Uh, you know, I, I, so I'm going to pick a wondrous item here, uh, as it were. And there's one I want to pick because it fits in this category of magic items they have consistently screwed up. They screwed up in the Realm Artifacts. Every time they print these, they screw them up. Mm -hmm. They do it in a lot of books, too, and they're all wrong. They're always wrong, and I'm going to fix it. There you go. Okay. You know all those artifacts they have, Meth, that are like <clears throat> pseudo-ranged attacks? Yes. Right? This is like such a popular category. Right? Of like, in the shooting phase, roll, pick a unit within eight inches and roll a die, and on a three-up... If the moon is yeah. a waning gibbous, oh, they love whatever. They, they love two d six and beat the unit's bravery. They love it's that at twelve inches, two d six beat it. Table flip every single time. Table flip, yeah, yeah. exactly. So we're gonna do the gaudiest, but most one of the most famous magic items in D anD D, just the helm of brilliance, right? <laughs> it's got all it's the just gems. Of, yeah, all the gems, baby, right? <laughs> And it just shoots prismatic sprays and fireballs and all that kind of crap out of it, right? It's great. It's great. Okay. So the Helm of Brilliance. Okay, so here's what it does. Okay. In your shooting phase, you can choose a, you can choose a unit that is uh, within what's a reasonable range. What's a, what's a fireball slash prismatic spray range? 12 inches? translated over to the battlefield let's say sure within 12 inches pretty close i could i could see an argument for 16 but somewhere in that range reasonable okay <laughs> all right so you pick a unit within 12 inches okay you may choose to either roll six dice 12 dice or 18 dice Ooh. okay okay all right for every five plus you roll, that unit takes a mortal wound. All right. Okay. All right. Once you have resolved that, roll a d6. Okay. If you chose, uh, if you chose six dice mm -hmm. on a two plus, the item can be used again. On a one, it cannot. Okay. If you chose twelve dice. On a three plus, the item can be used again. On a one or two, it cannot. If you chose 18 dice, roll a d6. On a four up, it can be used again. Otherwise, it cannot. Right? Because you burn out all the gems. I love this. There you go. I would add one addendum to it. You have a minus one to be hit in shooting. Ah, oh, the brilliance. <laughs> I love it. It's you, so you... opulent. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Yes. Uh, so there we go. <clears throat> um, I, I, yeah, so there you go. Uh, that would be my helm of brilliance, right? Doesn't that sound fun? Just grabbing no, no, that group great. of dice and being like, oh, I'm rolling for the big one. Oh, every you time. Know? Like every time Timmy's like, Get that four up, baby. <laughs> and, and they're going to go online and say, I use the helmet every time I roll the 18 dice, it breaks, it never fails. And you're just like, but they don't stop doing it. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, uh, yeah, and their average obviously out of that is obviously two, four, and six mortal wounds. So completely reasonable numbers, right? Yeah. That's sort of the modal outcome. Yeah, but it feels big. Like it feels so it feels big. so big. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, I saw somebody ask, "Are we going to do the deck of many things?" And like, I don't even know how you would translate that. That thing is so big and wacky. Those kinds of artifacts. I mean, you'd have to do something like 
you'd have to do something like it's uh, at the at the beginning of the game, roll some dice type thing, and that's what you get sure. from the deck of many things, and then you get... right to like see which card you drew or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah. Then you'd, and then you'd have some sort of like universal buff or bad thing happen to you because that's what makes the deck of many things so great. Or no, the, the deck of many things is is uh, just items and shit. It's the uh, what's the other? No, it is the deck of many things. You can like just die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in a in a recent it, when I just finished up a campaign not too long ago that went to level twenty, we actually played one through twenty. So suck it, the rest of you nerds out there who've never experienced that. Uh, so take that. <laughs> and um, we there was a moment where we had to draw from the deck of many things as a punishment, like. We were trying to get into Dracula's throne room. Don't ask. It was just, yes, it was actually Dracula. Yes, he was a nice guy. Um, but we needed to, to get into his throne room. You had to draw from the deck of many things. It was like a punishment. You had to go through the ordeal to actually get in. That was the, the only way to get in the door. Okay. And uh, because this was like, I mean, this game took place in a sort of very real world. In fact, it was like 1870s sort of magical New York. Uh, two people drew ruin. Like, you lose all worldly wealth. And they were both from wealthy families, and they bankrupted their entire families. And members of their family were now out on the street and homeless. And members of their family, like, you know, it didn't go well. Because suddenly they lost everything. So, the deck is cool. Can enable a lot of stuff. That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, that's... I mean, really, this is a D&D &D stream now. Look at me. Um... If you ever, as a GM, like just you're just having a week where you you you're, it's the game's not coming together for whatever reason your notes are just failing you. They're in a bar, they play and they just stumble upon a deck of many things. And the thing about players is there's two types of players in the world: players who will draw from it and players who will avoid it every time. So you got to sure. force them to draw from it, right? And that's well, that the was whole... the trick here, right? He. Yes, like we had to draw. There was no choice, yeah. right? And so, so set up a scenario where they're forced to draw from the deck of many things. Guess what? That's now your adventure. Like, just sure. five cards, you'll have a whole adventure. Like, and as a GM, you're rolling behind a GM screen. So if you roll something lame, just like roll again. Sure. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, that one might be a little too complicated for a Warhammer Magic item, but nonetheless, it is one of my favorite Magic items of all time. So I it's, get it. it. It's always a. Uh, 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 Ty from Playing and Slaying, uh, along with Bryce, they've got a story about the deck of many things, and like how utterly brutal like the experience was because like they had to like their whole thing was like they were going through it and they had to draw like every card or something like that or they were oh, like in a draw off with like some person and like they tried to trick the deck in ways and do. Th he has a whole story. Uh, he's probably told it on Playing and Slaying, but if you ever have a chance to like talk to him like in person at a tournament. Listen to his like deck of many things story with Bryce and stuff. It's pretty. It's pretty awesome. I won't spoil it. Um, well, I will absolutely ask him about that. I am fascinated. So the point is, we just designed like a ton of magic items, mm -hmm. and all of them were by far more interesting than two out of the four of what they designed. And so my question is, have these people ever seen magic items? Like, I don't. I don't understand. Like, do you, like, did you never play D anD D? Did you never like? Like what's what's the situation here? Why, why can't we get this? I, I have to wonder about know. what the design directive is that they're given. I don't know the relationship, like how much creative control like 
Jervis, Pierce, and and uh, the third one. I'm sorry, I'm forgetting. Sam. Sam. Yeah, I, like I, I don't know how much creative control they get over their direction. If they get like a, they get their design documented, handed to them with their pipeline. They say, hey, this is the schedule. We need th- something for this, this, and this, and they so they just have to churn out. I have no idea what that's like. Sure. Um, but so I, I won't pretend to know. But like, come on, guys, these magic items is. It, it it's the where you can just inject the most accidental fun into a game at all times. It doesn't matter if it's Dungeons and, and it's Dragons. And it's like one of the coolest things, right? Like we yeah. all love magic items. It's such a cool idea. Yeah. Right? Like it kept it's kept adventurers going into dungeons for years just on the concept that you can get some sweet loots. Yeah. No, exactly. Like how many t- the Herodrum cube find treasure you got there with that Herodrum mm-hmm. cube? Like Herodrum cube. Like yeah. It's just treasure and items and doing shit like that's there's like something essential there to fantasy i mean our most basic classical fantasy story the one we credit for like the creation of fantasy as the genre centers around a goddamn magic ring you know like yes and 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 a bunch of other ones like it is a very magic item laden story the reforging of aragorn's sword right that Mm -hmm. is the reforging of a magic item uh, the mithril armor that Frodo has that saves him from the troll. Yep. Um, even in the Hobbit, right? Like the two manager, the two swords, beater, beater and biter. Right. You know the the two magic swords, like and on and on and on and on. Right, the Lembus and the cloaks of elven kind, and 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 and. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's just a super magic item rich story because it's cool. Well, I I mean, magic items are so infectious. I mean, kind of what you did here tonight with like, hey, here's some D&D items. What would they look like in this setting? Like, they're so infectious. Like, I play a bunch of RPGs. If I go into an RPG and there's a magic item I love from a different setting, it ends up in that setting. I make it, you know, I change its name or whatever. I find rules to make it work. But like um, Cloak of Elvenkind was one of them where I remember that like you cover up and like you just you look like rocks. I'm like, what? That's the fucking coolest shit ever. You know? And and just, why doesn't this other game have something like that? Oh yeah. There's like, there's like a cloak of the wind or some, I just made up a different name. I'm like, and you can fucking cover up and then you just, just get covered in debris because the wind blows it on you. Now you're invisible. Like whatever the stupid thing I made up to make it work. Like, like loss of shield of surfing. It's <laughs> a very important one. Yeah. Very powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Corn used to have an artifact that doubled your attacks, but if you rolled two ones to hit, you got turned into a chaos spawn. <laughs> See, that's great stuff right there. That's what I want. That's what you guys want. <laughs> that's such a great item. <laughs> My only my only issue is it should have it it should have done more. It should have tripled your attacks. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, just go go because then it's even more risky. <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. Well, I mean that's that's part of where I'm at with with some of this stuff is 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 the numbers just push them further. Be right bold in in creating magic items. Yep. So, yep. I agree. So obviously, we're saying this is a thought experiment to like everybody out there. How how do we get this moving? Like, what what is what what's the takeaway here? You know, I don't know, man. My my honest answer is, you know, when I when I did Rain in Hell, obviously I had to make a bunch of essences and relics, right, for that game. 
because right. that's, a, that's a big part of how you things you can collect. I, this is something I did pay a lot of attention to because it means a lot to me to have this sort of stuff available. And I think for the most part, you know, as we play test it and I watch people build warbands, they chose a lot of different items because I tried to have different kinds of items for different kinds of people, right? Different things that would appeal to whatever your strat was, to what your your cabal was doing, to what your kind of goals were in the game to help you enable certain strategies. Basically what I talked about. I just hope it's something, it, I don't know if maybe it's just something they don't put a lot of thought into. They, maybe it's just kind of an afterthought for them. I, I guess my hope is that they stop doing that. And and really put some real time and effort into making some super cool did, items. Did they listen to criticisms about like our malign portents or whatever malign sorcery list? Did like did they take the wrong message from that? You know, I, mean, I don't know. I, maybe because a lot of people complained about like, oh, so many of the magic items are useless, and I was like, yeah, but who cares? Like, yes, that's fine. It doesn't matter. Like, it, it what we need is a small list. Let's call it eight to twelve items of things that are like interesting, usable, fascinating, enable strategy enabling, right? Like that's what we want. So, you know, there you go. That's Yeah, I guess. Uh <laughs> Frank was wrong. I was wrong. Double the attacks characteristic of the bearer's melee weapons, but not their mounts. Oh, that's nice. If it fails to slay anyone. Yeah, super corn there. That's great. It's great. That's a great item. See, that's good design. We we had this at one point. We have the technology. You know, like, let's do this. You know, I, I forgot. Rantathon put the idea for this episode, I think, in our collective minds. And I knew I wanted to book you for another rant. Actually, I think we had to cancel. Uh, uh, you were going to come on and talk Rain and Hell. And I'm like, we didn't even bring it up. You want to talk about Rain and Hell just real quick? Give the give the pitch in case somebody happens to be watching my show and doesn't know what the fuck it is. Like, I don't know. What are you doing sure, watching a show with Vince and Meth that you don't know about, <laughs> about this? Yeah, so Rain and Hell is the uh, fast-paced, brutal uh, skirmish uh, game, war game, that was released by myself and uh, Uncle Adam from Tabletop Minions. And uh, we were very happy with it. It's a super lot of fun. It has a full campaign narrative mode in it. So you can play a full campaign against your friends. Uh, it is all about playing demons in post-apocalyptic hell. You have a cabal of demons that you are trying to uh, reshape the face of hell according to your belief. So each cabal has its own set of beliefs, uh, their philosophy, as it were. And... Uh, and you, through uh, the supreme, you know, through battle, uh, seek supremacy over all of hell. And you build your cabal over time, and they advance, and they can find essences, the souls of other demons. Souls are both the currency of the realm as well as what constitutes demons' beings, and it's their magic items. It's kind of everything. And uh, yeah, it's it's a super lot of fun. It's available now on Wargame Vault. You can also go to rainandhellthegame.com, and you can find it there. Uh, it's, you know, not expensive. It's $10 for the PDF or $15 for the book yeah, plus my, the PDF. My, so. my book's lying up. Uh, so I have this fancy bookshelf behind me with lots of great books. The actual place of honor is on the bookshelf that is my headboard. Because that means gotcha. I've been reading it. So it's all the way sure. upstairs. So, um... <laughs> 
And on the bright side, we're going to be releasing solo uh, play rules, solo and co-op play rules here in the next couple weeks. Uh, I don't know the exact date yet because it's it's sort of in its final. It's been written. It's been edited. It's been it's in like its final layout and art and stuff we're just doing right now. Uh, and so you will even if you don't happen to have anybody to play with very soon, you'll have a full solo campaign you can run through for the game. So I just now I have an idea of something I can do for content to steal eyeballs from from everybody else. It's uh, I live on an island of nerdery. I'm I'm just going to start filming me playing Rain and Hell by myself. So there you go. <laughs> but that campaign was very much designed with sort of my kind of sensibilities and. Uh, I think people are really going to enjoy it, and it's going to be a lot of fun for them. So there you go. I, I know you did the the interview tour already. I have one, like, kind of one main burning question I never really got to ask you. Um, Hit me. Like, how, like, what was the what was the workload like between you and Adam? Like, what what was it? I mean, because I mean, you've got like someone you're you're conspiring with to create a thing. Someone would have had like maybe the main brain child. Someone had the, like the brain child, and you. How did that come down? Was it his idea? Was it your idea? Did you have? Did you come to each other and, and talk about it? And then from there, how much is like you designing it and rules side and him, the fluff? Like what it, what was that breakdown like? Yeah, so it was a very collaborative experience overall. Adam's a super great partner. Like really, I mean, we're, we're going to keep designing games together. So, you know, look for more. We'll probably do about one a year. Um, but the the answer is it was his idea. Um, he he had the concept for rain and hell. And then we, he like, we kind of workshopped it. Like, you know, it wasn't, he didn't have like some finished concept in his head. He came to me with sort of the concept and then we, we roughed it out and, and built it up. And, um, and then uh, I, I had the lead for most of the rules writing, but that's not to say that Adam just sat around and did nothing. He was actually, a, a, again, a great partner because he would kind of say, I'm thinking it should be something like this. And I would say, well, I maybe think it should be work something like this. And we'd kind of sketch out sort of a rough thing of how we wanted it to feel how we thought it should kind of act. And then I would go away, write rules, bring them back to him. We'd discuss it. And then that was kind of it. Um, and there are things in there I'm really, really proud of. Um, the activation system is... Yeah, with the dice, you actually have like this pool and you're, you're sort of... Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm really proud of it. I think it's like a, a piece of design that I haven't really seen in any other game before. Not that novelty alone is necessarily good. No, I... But, uh, I'm very happy with it. If I may, like, flatter you who needs no help with your ego, um, sure. I want to see something like this show up in more RPGs. You know, I, my, my first love is RPGs, and, and I, I'm not shy about it. I, I mean, don't worry, AOS community. I didn't make an RPG podcast. I made an AOS podcast, so I clearly love and am passionate about this game. But uh, my first love is always RPGs, and I'm like, man. like I, I'm just starting to, like, wonder about the permutations of what that might look like in an RPG where you have this sort of... You know, I mean, it, at some point it starts to feel too big because if you have like twenty NPCs, but then that can just be dice bone, like extra dice, and not necessarily a uh, like like multiplicative. And and so it's just one of those things where like I saw that bit of design, and I'm like, wow, it's the sort of thing you see once in in a great while when you see like someone just had a great idea for some gameplay, and you're like, shit, that's awesome. And you're like, man, everyone needs to start doing stuff with this and experimenting with this because. The, the leaps and bounds of gameplay that we make of, of sort of like truly unique or interesting mechanics come kind of few and far between. It's dice and bonuses, folks, and sometimes rerolls, right? Like that's right. <laughs> change the, the, the die you roll with. And no, it was, it was just interesting. It was a really good marriage of like a of like sort of an initiative based system or whatever and, and, and a dice pool. So neat. Awesome. Cool. Um, I mean, that was 
that was it for questions I would have probably theoretically written down. And I don't want to like make a whole second rant cast within this one. But um, what if you want? We could always just do another one in the future, buddy. I'm always happy to come hang out. Might have to. Yeah, might have to. Uh, if only there was an AOS RPG, an associated podcast. You know, the best damn Soulbound show will come back, everybody. Um, it's it's a me thing. It's not a, it's not on the party. I just, my schedule, it's really difficult to do rant cast every week and then also do, you know, the, the, uh, the, uh, to do the best damn Soulbound show. Um, it's just it's just difficult to maintain both, and uh, I'm I yeah, wasn't giving it at all with my can't with my with my party, and as a GM who's kind of I don't say like a perfectionist, but I absolutely thrive on the enjoyment of my players and feeling like I've given them something compelling and great every every week every adventure. Um, it just uh, yeah I just I I I didn't have the stuff, uh, and uh, like. I could probably run one or the other, but you kind of, you dance with the one you took to the dance and AOS Rantcast is who I took to the dance. So this is always going to be a priority in my content, no matter what I do in the future. Um, it's, it's what got me here. So, um, makes sense where we don't worry. Well, the, the, we're, you know, no matter what skig lives on, I am sitting here painting a, a rat cast right now as we speak. So there we go. Yeah. But I'm hoping this fall we, we'll get the band back together. We'll finish up this this current story arc, and I have a what I would call a season end or a season finale uh, to where like you can. I always write my endings like, yeah, there, it could come back, but you got to write it like it's like it's a TV show, and you don't know if you're coming back for another season, right? Um, sure. So so I've got an ending that should be satisfying and give people closure for the narrative, uh, but also open up the possibility that it actually goes like full planescape in the future. And like, and then your imaginations are just like, Ooh, you know, and then maybe we get the, so just something to like, get a nice little bow on it for everyone who's watched 17, I think episodes of that or 17 adventures of that. So, I mean, that's, that's no small task. Those are like three to four four hours of, of just, yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, uh, checking, uh, you know, uh, see, make sure I got all the questions here. Uh, I agree humans are stupid in fantasy settings. <laughs> I'm a human in reality. Uh, yeah. All right. So talking about cool setting stuff. Um, any uh, digital soapbox final moments could be gaming related. Anything or er, anything. This is the final soapbox. Not really. Just fix the stupid word save thing sooner rather than later. Thank you. Right on. And, uh, I don't think I need to offer for you to put anything on shout out or blast, but everyone knows to check out now. Uh, one more time, hit me with where they can check out uh, Rain and Hell, and obviously Rain and Hell the game dot com. Uh, that's all you need. You can also just go directly to War Games Vault. It's right there on the main page, so you can find it there as well. Right on, right on, and you can see Warhammer Weekly, the same Warhammer Weekly place, the same Warhammer Weekly time every Wednesday on YouTube. Uh, with Vince and his forever host Tyler Emerson, who's always been there, as far as I know. Yeah, I basically it's. I mean, it's been amazing. He's been great for the last six years. I'm just I'm lucky to have him as a as a co-host. Yeah. <laughs> Chat gang, thank you so much for joining us tonight. You are the show within the show. The reason I do this thing: drink your milk, pay your taxes. We'll see you next time. <laughs>